It's time for Mac Break Weekly as we go to press. The biggest story of the year, perhaps. Apple's going to allow third-party app stores. We'll break that down. We'll talk about the new iOS 16.2 and Freeform, the new macOS 13.1. And yes, one feature that surprised everybody. Apple adding end-to-end encryption to your backups. It's all coming up next on Mac Break Weekly. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 848, recorded Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. Leo in the club. This episode of Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Policy Genius. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Policy Genius can help you find the financial safety net your loved ones deserve. Head to policygenius.com slash MacBreak to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. And by ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak and download the ZocDoc app for free. Start your search for a top-rated doctor. Many available within 24 hours. And by Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? <laughs> Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at RocketMoney.com slash MacBreak. Seriously, it could save you hundreds a year. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, the show where we cover the latest news from Apple. And today is a news day, not a snooze day. We'll get right to it in a moment. But first, our panelists, hailing from Detroit, Michigan, he's 53 pounds and, and an expert in all things plastic, Mr. Jason Snell. For 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 John Ashley who's going, I don't know who you're going to on that one. No, there's no there's no way to know when you just list lies. That's number one. Detroit. That's right. Well, it's great to be back here on uh, the Tech Guy or whatever the show is called now. Oh, oh, he's getting me back. He's getting me back. Hello, Jason. Sixcolors.com. Yes, accuracy now begins. It's good to be here on uh, what was supposed to be a sleepy December Tuesday, and instead is all hell breaking loose. There's news aplenty. <laughs> news aplenty. I mean, aplenty, plenty. Uh, yeah. Andy Anako here, WGBH in Boston. Hello, Andrew. Hello. You know, uh, Jason is the new Motor City madman. After after Ted Nugent let the trademark lapse, he just zoom, broke right in there. So that's why <laughs> that, that, that explains um, the, the You could be the Motor City madman if you want. I could. I'm not sure if I could afford property in Detroit, but <laughs> I'm actually you know, one it, of the MC5. Actually, I'm all five of the MC5. I've decided that's what I am. I'm all five. All five <laughs> of the MC5. And then finally, in this corner in the blue trunks, Alex Lindsay from 090.media and, of course, officehours.global. Hello, Alex. How would they know the blue trunks? They can't know. They can't know. <laughs> that's that's the- why it might be a lie, but it might not. It's it's the best part of online uh, yeah. shenanigans. Don't you yeah. make us? Don't you dare make us see, show our pants, Leo! No. Don't you dare <laughs> do, don't do it! No one wants to see that. All right, on the count of three, everybody stand up! No, 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 not necessary. All right, so just to let you know, we will cover all of these. There are three big stories this week. Uh, there's a breaking story from Mark Gurman that Apple's going to allow third party app stores. 
Uh, Apple has announced end-to-end encryption in iCloud backups. By the way, Steve Gibson will do a deep dive on that later today. iOS 16.2 is out, as is macOS 13.1 with Freeform. So, I don't know where to start, but I think we should start with a story that just crossed the wire, as they say. Although there is, in fact, no it's on the terminal, as they say at Bloomberg. <laughs> it's on the terminal. Uh, they're Mark, weird. Mark rip Gurman, and read, rip and read. <laughs> filing, uh, it's good we started late, filing at 11.02 Eastern, uh, Pacific rather, which is normally when we would start. Apple to allow outside app stores in overhaul spurred by EU laws. Subhead major project will help company abide by Digital Markets Act. Apple has planned sideloading as a threat to use or as panned, not planned, panned sideloading. Remember the the t- strong uh, comments from Tim Cook and others saying, oh, my God, sideloading is a security nightmare. Well, maybe that's what's going to happen. So let's let's <laughs> dive in because I haven't really had a chance to uh, read this. Has anybody been reading while we've yeah. been futzing? Yeah, a little bit. It it is uh first this is Mark Gurman. He has great track record, great results. I think that we are we should believe this story. I think it's also very interesting that it is such high level that it feels like he has very, very good sources, perhaps even official sources here, even though it it's is so not an detailed. official statement. It's so detailed. Down to right? the point of which uh, executive is responsible for which part of this it definitely even though the article says a spokesman for the cupertino california based company declined to comment declined. uh it really feels like uh this this is almost a press release the changes yeah. underway within apple are being led by andreas Ventker, a longtime software engineering vice president reports to craig federighi jeff robin apple's top engineering manager for its services reports to eddie q is also involved go ahead jason yeah so the the story as german tells it and it does it does seem uh like this this serves apple in the sense that it does get out there the idea that apple is uh is considering changes without them committing to anything and the idea seems to be spurred by this law that is expected to go into effect in 2024 in the eu called the digital markets act that apple is going to basically be forced to change some of its business practices in the EU, and a, another point that German's story makes is that while Apple it intends to be sort of like nimble about other laws in other countries, I think the implication there is that if Apple does this, it's going to be where it's mandated by law and nowhere else, mm. which is a, an interesting thing if that comes to be the case well, so the idea here is they're working on the, the u.s yeah. interesting it's not. Ah. it's not so but in the eu might be the start of it although by the time one thing that happens is the ball starts rolling right so the eu does this and everybody else goes okay well you know if the eu is going to do that maybe we should do something like that too and you may end up in a scenario where the world kind of catches up with the eu but the big story here is that apple is apparently putting their engineers to work and they're grumbling about it according to mark german about <laughs> like we've got features to write and instead we're overhauling the the backend structure of the operating system to support uh, presumably sideloaded uh, app stores and other apps, and then the ability to have uh, basically third party app stores inside of iOS and iPad OS, and then huge. also it's gigantic. And then also looking at whether that means they also need to offer third party payments in app store apps or not, uh, whether that's covered, um, whether they need to open up iMessage based on the EU regulations. They're apparently not currently planning on doing that and feel that that's not required, uh, nor are they uh, planning on supporting uh, alternative uh texting you know green bubble kind of stuff that that uh that, that google wants them to do so that's a that's still a a, a place where they're maybe not gonna go full force here but like the top line is 
Apple seems to be throughout its engineering group working on a plan by 2024 to be in compliance with the EU regulations. And that means that uh, the app store can't be the only place you get apps on your iPhone and your iPad. Let me uh, put some meat on the bone before we continue. Some engineers, according to German, are work- working on the plan, also see it as a distraction from typical day-to-day development of future features, according to the people. The company is aiming for the changes to be ready as part of an update to next year's iOS 17. So that's about a year out, which would be in line with requirements. To help protect against unsafe apps, Apple is discussing the idea of mandating certain security requirements, even if software is distributed outside its store. Such apps also may need to be verified by Apple, a process that could carry a fee. Is this... Can, uh, is this every- Actually, you, you can see a model for it in what they've done in the Mac in the last few years, right? Where they've, they've added notarization, where you actually upload your app, you're right. a registered Apple developer, and you have it be notarized. It's actually scanned uh, for a very high level of, like, is there anything dangerous in here? And then it's cryptographically signed, which also gives Apple the ability to flip a kill switch if it turns out that it's malware. And by default, it won't, you know, there, there are various security defaults, so you can run everything on the Mac, or you can run only signed software, notarized software, or you can only run things in the Mac App Store. And so it feels like training wheels for this, right? Where they have, they, they know must have seen this what coming. it looks like. And they've been yeah, or at least as a possibility, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. According to German, Apple has not made a final decision on whether to comply with one component of the Digital Market Act that allows developers to install third-party payment systems. That is still up in the air. Uh, and Apple's yeah. also... Uh, uh, oh, the NFC chip is the other big thing, right? Like access open, to open the up, NFC. Yeah, for, they're being yeah. hit by that. Uh, they're working on opening more of its private application programming interfaces, APIs to third-party apps which is huge. Those have always been restricted. For instance, as McGurman points out, Chrome has to use WebKit, basically Apple's Safari as its browsing engine. Under the plan to meet the new law, Apple is considering removing that mandate. Yeah. It is also working to open up other features to third-party apps, more camera technologies, the NFC chip. This is this is a complete revamp of the platform in a direction that the, the the EU would prefer, but Apple has long held, makes it insecure. Alex, are you unhappy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I think it's going to be, uh, I think that what's interesting about it is, is that I think Apple is going to, by showing that they're moving towards this, I think if you were talking to lobby, if you were lobbying in the United States, what you, what you would probably tell people is, Hey, we should see how it works in the EU. Yeah. That, that stalls everything for years in the United States, which is, of course, their largest market. So, so I think that there is some advantage to Apple doing this and kind of begrudgingly kind of going that direction. Um, and showing that they're covering as many of those little pie holes as possible. It's really hard to, cause I think they're just going to say, well, we don't know how this is going to go. We don't think it's going to go well, but let's try it in the EU. Um, and so I think that that could be, you know, kind of where they get started, that could stall any kind of legislation in the United States for years, um, which would probably be good for Apple. Um, I think that the issue really is it's, I know it sounds inverted from this is the, is the, the user choice is that if we get forced out of the Apple ecosystem so that we have to download Netflix on a, on a third party, if we have to download, you know, what Epic games on a third party, we are as users are getting forced to use something that we don't necessarily want to use, you know, and I think that that is the, the other well, side of this. If and I were I Epic, that, I'd made the same argument Apple makes, which is you can always go to Android. <laughs> if you don't want Epic, you know, you don't have to install our games. You have no, a choice. 
No, no, that's that's and that's what people will do. It'll just be frustrating that, you know, as, as the as the Apple user that I bought, I bought I bought into this. I, I paid for all, you know, we, we paid for all of this and that's working perfectly fine for the user. You know, and it so will this is probably, a, though, Alex, be a switch, right? You will probably giving well, you choice doesn't mean forcing you into it. There could be a switch that says yeah. keep everything as it well, is. On the Mac, right. No. I think the Mac is the model here where it'll probably uh, be allow only the app store, allow only approved, right? Like gradations of security with but, default, depending again, on what the law says. But, but, but again, I think that there'll be apps that, that, you know, again, it'll be frustrating for the user. Um, people like me will just spend Twitter just pounding on everybody who doesn't re- release in the app store. Just and it won't be. It'll be. You know, the, you could pound all you want on Twitter. Uh, I don't think anybody's be reading it. No, it'll be there. No, it'll be there. No. I'll have, but I'll have four thousand wor- uh, characters, you know, to do it in. No, but but the the point is, is that is that the um, there are uh, some Mastodon instances that give you five thousand. So if you there really you want to write a screen, <laughs> no, thank you. Like, literally, uh, just as a sidebar. I was fine. I was not fine. I was upset with a lot of things Twitter was doing, but I was willing to stay on the 4,000 character limit. I was like, well, I think I'm going to be gone. That now. would be a kill- so, killer. Like a, yeah. Anyway, so the, um, the, uh, you don't like but, change, but I think, do you, Alex? I'm sensing that. No, I just, that. no, I, I, I just don't like, I don't like things to take, uh, things that are not the center of my life. I don't like them to take time. Like, that's the big thing is that, so when people make things complicated on the edges of what I'm doing, I don't, I don't like to expend extra time on something I don't yeah, think yeah. is useful. Focus so, on what you care about and not have so, to worry so, about this stuff. Yeah, so, so, the, so that's my whole thing is I like security just to work because I don't want to think about it, you know? And, and so the thing is, is that, is that I think that, I think what Apple will probably do is we'll see, but we all get to look into our own globe. They're going to let this stuff go through the EU. Every problem that happens on the outside of their app store, they're going to make sure that everybody knows. Like, like you know, this is because we did this. This is because we did this. This is because we did this. And it's going to, I think that, that if I was Apple, you know, and, and I think that you're also going to see a bifurcation of the the way they treat developers. And and, and while the, the laws are, there's lots of ways of hedging things different ways. But if you're not building for Apple, you know, good luck. if you're not building for the app store, good luck on getting as much support yeah. you know like i think yeah. that's probably what's going to happen yeah a lot of that stuff's subjective it's very hard to measure so it'll just be kind of like well we'll get to you when we can you know but i don't think you'll matter as much to apple if once you once you go, go out of the out i of do the feel for the folks uh in inside the uh apple campus who are coming up on the holiday <laughs> break and suddenly uh, we got uh, um can you stay for the weekend <laughs> work on those uh little features andy what do you think uh, well, I mean, d- directly to what you were just saying, like it's, it's, I think there are a lot of developers out there, a lot of Mac and iOS developers that they're like, thank you, Apple. Fi- finally, you get a taste of, of your own medicine where, you know what? We don't want to have to spend like three months of our production time supporting iCloud in a feature that doesn't affect our app whatsoever, but you're making that a requirement for uh, continued access to the app store. How do you like having to spend all of your time on things that aren't cool features? They're just here to satisfy some requirement that you don't even agree with. Uh, but now, Obviously, at this point, like the news is literally fifty-five-zero minutes old in terms of like when it actually hit the, the Bloomberg site, uh, and all we really know, all, all really know, is that we have a very reliable reporter who's talking about this in broad terms. We don't know everything's going to be about how it's implemented. I like how I like what uh, uh, what Jason was suggesting that perhaps it will work pretty much the way that the Mac uh, side works, where 
it will prevent you from doing it, but until, or, or it'll basically send you, look, we're not going to let you do this unless you go into settings and do this. And even then, we're going to basically give you a few warnings about why this is a bad idea uh, and then just let you do it. Uh, I don't think it'll be as, I, I don't think that as a binary construct, having an external app store is going to be, by definition, destructive. Um, I think that the first time that I did that when I update my comiXology app or my Kindle app or whatever, and I can actually make purchases inside the app without, uh, yeah. with, without, without Apple, and Apple never had justification for taking a, a double digit percentage of a comic book that they had nothing to do with the production of nothing to do with the, with the distribution of nothing. I, I would have, I, I'm, I'm here because I'm a customer of comiXology, not a customer of Apple. There was no reason for them to take that money. And that's the reason why you can't buy stuff. Uh, directly through apps, even in places where it's a really, really good idea. Uh, and as to uh, other companies maybe abusing this and saying, well, from now on, if you want Netflix, you have to do it uh, through it, our Netflix app store. I'm not see the, the, the problem. The problem with that is that uh, we forget that the normal user wants simplicity. Uh, they are going right. to look for, they're going to look for everything inside, whatever the built in app store is. Uh, and if you, if they're, uh, if you, if they are told that, Hey, look, we don't, we're not available in the app store. Please go and uh, go to this site, sideload this app or go. Uh, if God, God, you, you, do you think there's any chance that Apple will allow these external app store apps to be available in the app store? I don't think so, but here's all the steps you have to do to install our app before you can actually get the app that you actually want. I don't think that's going to really fly for a lot of people. It's uh, safe but, to assume Apple will do the absolute minimum required by yeah. law. Is that what sure. you're saying? I think, well, no, I think, I think they'll, they'll do it to comply. They, this is, they really are facing the facts that this is not a proposed thing. This is not an actual thing. And if they want to continue to be able to do business, they are going to have to be ready to pull the, to, 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 to pull the switch on this if they have to. Now, as to the, as the idea of Apple blaming everything on, well, this is why things are going wrong. That is typical, like huge corporation behavior. Uh, just like if you want to close down a bunch of stores that are underperforming, say it's because of shoplifting. If you want to uh, increase the price of, uh, of, of your content, say it's because of piracy. These are things that you probably wanted to do anyway, but now you're going to use this. Ex- you're not going to say that it's not because we're, we're no good, unfair, mean-spirited Sputniks. It's because, oh, gosh, we, we tried it. Looks how, look how horrible these things are working. Uh, I would love to see Apple uh, expand this if it works. I do believe it's going to work. And I do also believe that once it gets up and running in the EU, so long as I, I believe that's good, they're going to get it up and running in the EU, the world is not going to come to an end. And they're going to have one less reason when uh, well-meaning lawmakers in the United States say, why are you not allowing app stores here? You actually made it work in other places. And now we have the data that said that the world continues to spin. There are a couple of of sharp sharp edges that need to be sanded down, but it works. Why are you not doing it here, too? It's going to make it that much more difficult. So the fact that they're actually giving those those proposed laws that extra push to say we don't have the excuse that we don't know how to do this, that shows how much Apple is confronting that this is going to be a fact of life as opposed to something that can com- com- continue to hope to, to wish into the cornfield, so to and, speak. And on the other side of the risk, the, the risk is if anything goes wrong in the EU, it'll be dead for everywhere forever. <laughs> like, like if anything, no. like if anything, go, if it, if it unwraps, Apple will, sp- I know I would, I'd spin the whole thing up into a, you know, the make the EU look stupid, make, make, make the whole thing look dumb. You Remember, know, and, legislation and, and, is uh, in the Congress right now, the open app markets act. Yeah. 
yep. and that could be sped through. But I think you're right. Apple will probably make the case. Wait, let's just wait and see how that goes. Right. And, that, and again, that that if, if they can use I think that they can use their actions here to stall that into, you know, along until until it's not really there anymore. Reactions so. starting to come in to German's initial uh, tweet. Florian Mueller of Foss Patents says Epic Games Store, Steam, Microsoft Store, possibly an Amazon App Store, etc. will come to iOS, at least in the EU. If uh, Congress passes the Open App Markets Act sooner or later, it will happen. Tim Sweeney, Epic, will defeat the evil empire sooner or later. <laughs> oh, spare me. Now, spare th- me. there's also uh, uh, tweets from people uh, who are not uh, so happy. Sebastian uh, DeWitt uh, immediately tweeted, uh, as a developer, just honestly, just sucks. It's not going to make things better for us, just more complicated. Same goes for consumers. Sideloading is perhaps fine, but this sounds awful. DeWitt is the Halide, uh, very famous Halide camera designer. Uh, well, and, uh, a point that I've heard from a lot of the people I know who are developers is they there's already a surprising amount of piracy on iOS via jailbreaking, uh, and they they look at this and they say we don't like that Apple's taking thirty or fifteen, you know, leaving a thirty or fifteen percent right, depending on their business, um, but it if if this happens, it will increase the ease at which pirated iOS software will be handed around and they don't love that right like whereas for Tim Sweeney right it's like oh man in a, I, I control all my in-app purchases of all my games I'm going to make a lot of money it, it, it's going to have a fa- different impacts on different levels of developer and I think some small developers could actually be really harmed by this and in terms of the user story yeah I think I think Andy's exactly right. People like simplicity. We've actually seen it happen on Android, where I believe mm-hmm. Epic Games left the Play Store because they were going to take their ball and went and go home. They put and Fortnite, they came back with their ball. They put yeah. yeah. That's actually a, a sordid saga, which is because uh, Sweeney and Epic did not want to pay the the vig to Google. They couldn't do this on Apple, but they could do it on Google. They allowed sideloading within a few days of allowing sideloading of Fortnite. Uh, malicious copies of Fortnite appeared and people were getting infected. Uh, I think they also, I mean, reading between the lines, but I think they also discovered that this wasn't a great path to revenue. Yeah, you know, it really hurt their sales because so many people, like Andy said, really do prefer the, prefer the simplicity of it. And if you look on uh, the Mac, again, I keep bringing it back to the Mac here, but app, the way Apple has approached this on the Mac is they are really good at writing scary dialogue boxes that warn you that if you're <laughs> going to turn this thing on, everything will happen. That cats and dogs are going to rain from the sky. It's very bad. Uh, and, and some people will still do it. And there will also be shady apps that walk you through the process of saying, oh, no, turn off your security. That's what you need. And they're going to get behind it. But some people will do it and some people won't do it. And, uh, you know, I think most people won't. Most people won't bother. But if there's a motivation to do it, the beauty of this and the thing that I'm actually most excited about is the idea that there are whole classes of apps, whether it is, yeah, alternate browser engines or virtualization is one of those things that I always keep thinking of. And who knows what other kinds of apps where Apple basically said no. Forget it. You can never do that on our platforms. And how many wonderful apps that Apple it might have actually accrued value to the Apple platform if Apple had allowed it, but they just refused, might bloom here where that's going to make it worth it to turn off the protection because you want to you go get a different browser engine or you want to run an emulator 
and you'll be able to do it. Like I've got an M M one and an M two iPad, right? Like emulating <laughs> software on there is something that's completely possible and done by a jailbreak. You can do it now, but like I, I haven't bothered to jailbreak, but I would be interested in sideloading some of that stuff. Let me show you what it looks like just for people who aren't, don't have any experience of this on, uh, on, uh, this is a pixel seven. So this is what it looks like on Android. You, you can't just sideload. You have to first go into the settings yeah. And go down to security, and you have to enable uh, side loading. Uh, I think, is it, you know, I don't even remember where it is. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Apple will put it several levels further yeah. down than that, and okay, then there'll I be a scary dialogue. It, but it's here box. somewhere. I should have probably uh, tried to remember that first. Safety and emergency, passwords and accounts, system. Maybe it's under system. Um, do you remember, uh, do you remember, Andy? You're using a, a, a Pixel phone. <laughs> Jeez. All right. You know, I'll just search. I'll just search. Uh, uh, but I don't even know what it would be called. It's not called sideload. No. That's allow applications from. Yeah. Third party, maybe. Yeah. Now this happens. It's funny. My wife actually just did this yesterday because she has, she's a librarian and a patron brought in a, uh, an Amazon fire tablet and <laughs> they, uh, they, co- what, what is it? Uh, overdrive is no longer supported, but there's the Libby app, but right. it's, but Amazon for obvious reasons, doesn't want you checking out books from the library and hasn't put it in the Amazon app store. And so my wife, who is not a super technical person, she said, she said, I siloed an Android app today. Cause that's what they had to do is, is <laughs> sideload great. Libby in order to get it on that, that uh, patron's fire. Well, clearly, this is a terrible right. experience. I've done it, uh, but I've, for yeah. the life of me, well, this don't is know the, where this they've is the point, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Apple, unless Apple has shown that in all cases where it's forced to do something by law, it will do it to the minimum extent required. Right. It will drag its heels exactly. and it will make it painful. So to the extent that it's possible to make it hard to find that switch, to the extent that it's possible to scare you with the dialogue box, to make it inconvenient when you open it, that it, you have to like do a second approval and put in your password and all those things. Apple will do all of that. And the fact is most people won't get to that point but some people will and the uh, alternative app stores will have i mean this is uh, unless the eu comes out and says you've got to put out alternative app stores in the app store you just have to do it that way but i imagine there are lots of loopholes where apple is going to make this enough of a hurdle that most people won't go over it mm. well plus you know uh, it's a great opportunity for the uh, bloggers uh, and and folks at Inside Mac. So many how-to to articles. Do how to turn on sideloading. So I yep. have just looked up from an Android app blog yep. how to do this. And I had to my... The problem is with Android, it's... Uh, everybody has different things. So I'm gonna, now, this is Android 7, so this install, is... Install... It's, it's, if you search for un- install unknown apps, it'll there find it go. on... Install right unknown apps. apps. Okay. That's the problem is you need to know what to search for. Install... And and where is it, Andy? I guess it's different on every phone, but this is the uh giving under you're, apps, special app access. So and you're so and you you're giving to, an app you're giving an app permission to install other apps. Right. So you so then you uh, uninstall unknown apps, click that, and then these are the these are the install unknown apps. Huh? Wow. I tell you what. It's not. Uh, they've made it a lot harder than it used to be. Yeah, I don't even know to how be, to do it anymore. But they, but yeah, but they, they've added a little extra layer of security. Yeah, well, security I mean, by but, obscurity. Like I have yeah. no idea where to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so but Apple will but, certainly do that. It's interesting that yeah. Google has chosen to do that. Um, whether it's for security or protect well, and, the Play Store, I don't know. But that's interesting. 
and it'll a lot of it'll depend on like things like the uh um the new whatever they were whatever they called xr kit or xr os or whatever it doesn't apply to that it just applies the new, to the, phone. the new reality <laughs> so, OS so the thing is is that, right is that is that is that the uh um so so apple can set up a whole new set of rules for that yeah. um you know so i think that there's a lot of things that you know if they can stall if they can stall legislation especially in the united states for the next two or three years um and then they make it hard and takes another two or three years they'll be on to something else by the time it, it actually matters so well i mean it's it's a, it's a basic thing it's about having control of your phone and there's and as jason said jason said there are a whole bunch of apps that i think that are kind of dogmatic on apple's refusal to allow these apps to, these, these categories of apps to be installed i mean there can be a secure there can be security uh issues uh, excuse me security considerations installing certain kinds of apps but nonetheless it's time to revisit those kind of questions i'm really keen to see if again we have no idea how this is going to be implemented if it's going to be something where it's going to be even attractive for someone to install an, an additional app store but i would in a best case scenario it wouldn't necessarily be that users can install apps from anywhere it's that a developer who has a new app app can decide which app store makes the best sense for their product and their company, the way they do business. Just the fact that, oh, by the way, if, if a very, very, if, if a team of developers were to get together and design their own app store, that is sort of apt to opt, sort of balances uh, not just the user's needs, but also the developer's needs. It says, by the way, if you want to talk directly to your users, we will let you talk directly to your users. If you want to get broad, non-personally identifiable metrics on how people are using your apps, we will let you do that too. We will let you send special offers out on a very, very strict opt-in basis. If they do all this sort of stuff that's basically makes it a better experience for developers to, so to, to be able to make the apps they want to make, then if Apple has to now compete with another app store, where all of a sudden not a, not a large percentage of cool apps are available through external app stores, but enough of them that, wow, I really want Halide or I, wow, this is, I really want this one particular app, but it's only, it's, it's, it's only uh, available through the United Artists, so to speak, uh, version of the app store where where 12 really significant developers decided to make an app store just for their own products. And then that's when you find that almost that a lot of people will have this external app store installed. And that's when Apple will say, well, once the, once it, if it cuts into their, their numbers in a significant way, that's when Apple will say good news for no reason whatsoever. We suddenly decided to allow developers to communicate directly with their users. You're welcome. So just to, uh, I, I don't know how important this is, but the market reaction, Apple's stock uh, basically uh, unchanged uh, by this news, at mm -hmm. least so far. Spotify stock up 1.24%, but you know who really went up a lot? And it, maybe there's other influences. The Match Group, 7.21%. Of course, that's a... Uh, the dating, all the dating apps are on by yeah, the match group. The courts around the world are are, are cheering. But the remember, it was the match group that was upset in Holland. They were the ones who got the the uh, Dutch authorities in the Netherlands to uh, force uh, Apple so to funny. relent. So uh, seen as good news, I think now up eight point six percent. So seen as good news mm -hmm. for some. I wonder if Sebastian wonder Dewitt though might not feel so bad if he did what Andy, what you suggested, which is, you know, they could create kind of a humble bundle style app store from for like the best possible apps yeah i don't know there, it's you, interesting there, there, i mean you, you got me thinking about different ways that apple might have avoided this like if they had simply said that you know what we like we like getting as much money as we possibly can from developers but we agree that 
subscriptions we that we have not earned a penny out of people who buy subscriptions through your through the app you create we agree that we have not earned a penny of every comic book that you sell or every book or every audio book or every album that you sell through your thing we will now basically uncouple that from uh, fr- from the uh, from the revenue model so that we will we will basically try to address the complaints you have about uh, app store exclusivity so that you're no one will see a point to wanting to have an external app store. It'll all be bothered with very little upside. So I, I wonder how much discussion well, would be going on inside of Apple about that, about that instead. Did you notice? I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know when it happened, but have you seen the points underneath Amazon, um, Amazon products? I didn't see that before until like this week and maybe points? it just has been there. And, and a bunch of my Amazon stuff, it has prices and then underneath it has points. And I was like, <laughs> oh, what points are is that we don't want to we don't want to have transaction fees. Points are don't we don't want to have transaction fees. Oh, so, so this is only like, when you're doing this in the. Uh, well, I mean, well, right it now on the it's web, when, too, or no, it's no, only I, in the app store. Uh, no, I only Amazon. noticed. I'm just saying that when you start seeing points, so when you right. start seeing something that isn't a dollar Buy amount, with points, yeah, yeah. When you say when you anytime you see that that is a that is a moving around transaction or you know, transaction. So Apple piece. doesn't. If I buy with points, Apple doesn't get any of it. Mm-hmm. You don't get any Amazon points. <laughs> if, if if you went if you went to if you if you were buying something in World of Warcraft, you, you'd get charged for the money that you put into it, but you wouldn't get charged for well, the. See, that's what. Mm-hmm. But see, that's what uh, Epic tried to do in Fortnite was was create you know Fortnite bucks, and that's where Apple drew the line and said you can't be doing that because we want 30%. But they couldn't do it through the phone. But if you if you went to Amazon on the web, right, right. And right. you put in $100 and got points out yeah, of it. Apple and knows this, started... obviously. That's why they tried to keep Epic from doing but, it. But no, but I don't think but that's I not what Epic can... wants. It's not what Microsoft not Epic wants. Epic wanted to buy. They want to buy they through want the stores. Phone. They want to have a store. Yeah, the whole yeah, not yeah. just not just we get we don't have to give Apple 30%. They want to have their own store and if so they want to get their own 15 percent and get their own thing a lot of this is over the, the the big thing with epic is it's an existential when you when you look at at the epic ecosystem they have this um massive ecosystem for their um games and for their development for unreal development where i can buy a house i can buy a chair i can buy a car i can buy all yeah. these things and they want that ecosystem to be, to live inside of um, the the iPhone, of course, and and they you know it's a huge part of their business model. And all the companies that are talking about NFTs, they don't want to pay Apple thirty percent of their NFTs either. And so so NFTs and app stores, especially around assets, I'm going to buy and sell a bunch of assets and building a marketplace for. It's less about apps for Epic. I think I don't think they're trying to sell more games. Maybe they are, but. What they really want to sell are the assets that you need for those games. And they want that to be frictionless on the phone and they don't want to pay 30% to do that. And that's, that's why, um, I mean, that's why they're so upset about it. And it's probably the same with many of them is that if you have, if you have a virtual world, there's a lot of things you, their issue is, is that you want to buy and sell, you can buy and sell things without Amazon can buy and sell things on the phone without being charged by Apple. But that's not unreasonable. If I created a, let's say, a virtual reality world called, I don't know, Third Life, and we had in uh, in Third Life uh, stores and you could buy, you know, furry outfits and house uh, appliances and stuff, why should Apple get a piece of all those transactions if really the vast effort was to create this whole Third Life ecosystem? It should well, have we- its own ecosystem, shouldn't it? 
Yeah, but the thing is, is they, they built the platform that made it possible. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you, you know, you that know, only like, goes so the, far. The only thing. That only yeah. goes so it's, far. It's, 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 Netflix, you know, it's uh, you know, says, yeah, you built the platform that makes it possible, except we're the ones streaming all this stuff. Same thing with yeah. Spotify. Yeah, um, it, yeah but it, it, the, the issue, though, is is that you don't it, get, it is It's really, tautological to say that, Alex. It's t- because you're saying uh, we're super successful. Uh, and because we're super successful, we want to keep being super successful. And you owe us because we're super successful. You know, I think. Well, but, that, but I think that the issue, the and, and if they clearly had, said, no, that's not going to work. And if they had seventy percent of the market, then we would start talking about monopolies. It's just that they have much less than that. And usually, you're 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 left to be able to do what you want to do until you reach a monopolistic position. Well, and they're just not in a monopolistic position because there are more. There are other. There's another phone. So it's funny. Office. I had to, in order to make it a debate in Windows Weekly last week, I had to channel you on this, uh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and I even said, I am now going to channel Alex Lindsay. But that's exactly the debate we were having. I said the same thing, and Paul said. Well, no, but they have a hundred percent monopoly yep. within yeah, but, but, iOS. But the thing is, so okay, so what about what about Sony PlayStation? What about the Xbox? I, They're taking thirty percent. I did a good job channeling you last week because it's exactly what I said. Right, they charge thirty percent. He said yes, but they don't have a hundred percent monopoly in the they same have 100% way. Monopoly you can, of PlayStation. I can play. A, no, no, that's <laughs> not true. No, I can buy a game and play it on PlayStation without Sony's involvement. If really? I'm buying it. Yeah, if I'm buying it for download, but if I go down to GameStop, I can buy. Now, maybe Sony has the manufacturer giving them a yeah. big, um, or maybe <laughs> yeah, not. Oh, yeah. There's in, I mean, oh, yeah. maybe not. There's indie game, games. We are, that's not mm-hmm. a completely transparent. Op, uh, it, uh, it's thirty percent. If you're if you're able to if you're able to run on a PS PS five, you have to give you paid, you're, pay, you're paying thirty percent to Sony. Well, and and I agree, and I think that's where the thirty percent for Apple came from. Is that so, Microsoft and Sony have been doing this for years, long before Apple, frankly. Yeah. So speaking was, speaking of fees. Arguments. Yeah. Speaking of fees, though, this is this is a part that we haven't really covered yet. That is part of this is how uh, Apple will find other ways to get their money. And I, I also agree in terms of them taking a cut that one of the re- the big reason they should take a cut is because it's convenient. Like to say, in the end, you can offer whatever system you want, but the Apple in-app purchase is just so slick and we've already got their credit card that you should use us. And that I think a lot of people would, honestly. But it German probably increases says, sales by more than 30%. It, I'm going to guess. It might. It might. But if you want to, but right now there's no choice, right? So you try it out and see. But I think that a lot of people would stick with Apple's payment method anyway, just because it is so convenient and Apple's got it wired in and it's a first party thing and it's like super easy but what mark herman says also is um so to protect against unsafe apps apple is discussing the idea of mandating security requirements right there are going to be rules about that and they you say might such have apps to pay may, them may need to be that. verified a process that could carry a fee and i will mm-hmm. say that in some other arguments that apple has made over the last year they have talked about how apple gives away its developer tools for free or for a hundred dollars a year and that they don't do anything to do that but that some of these outside app store things that they've that they've said in certain countries like in i think japan or or south korea they've said okay you can use a third-party payment system but you you still owe us a percentage of your as a part of being an Apple developer, right? They've gotten around it that way. So when Mark Gurman mentions a fee here, let's keep in mind, Apple will try to find a way to recoup some money from people who try to avoid Apple systems. And I'm unclear about what that might be, but some options are they might say anybody who uses the iOS developer kit owes them a certain percentage of their revenue. Which, which by the way, if you use Unreal, once you go over a million dollars of revenue, you owe them 5%. Yeah, like, so, you know, so that's, that's a possibility. Another possibility is that they might actually say to become a member of the program, you have to, you know, and based on the number of downloads or whatever, you have to 
to enter into Apple's developer program or Apple's uh, integrity program at a certain level that's based on the amount of revenue your company generates from the platform. And they might say, okay, you can sell as many as you like, but because of the level that you reached, you owe us $10,000 a year or $100,000 a year or whatever. So they're going to try to find ways to make the money uh, a different way if they can. Um, and that's more of a concern for a Tim Sweeney probably than, than anybody else. All right, well, Warren, and- we're going to take a little break. Uh, there will be much more to talk about as the details of this become clear. We should once again point out we're treating this like it's a fact. It's a leak right. published by Mark Gurman. Who knows? We could have just yeah. wasted the last half hour for He's nothing. got a good track record, though. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good to talk about The it. details, once once the details were filled in in this article, it looks pretty clear. They, he either has a very good source inside of Apple or Apple's feeding him this stuff. I think this is it's probably the latter. I mean, this is <laughs> this is too detailed. Again, if, if you it would be really useful to leak if you wanted to make sure that before this Congress didn't the close, they didn't slip in those little laws. If Apple looks like they're already going, that it takes uh, a lot of the wind out of that sail. Yeah. So if you went yeah. into December and you released and it just happened to leak out could, that you're already going to go that direction. Though. It could yeah. be that you uh, you get uh, Senator Klobuchar says, well, we don't want to be second fiddle to Europe. We're going to pass our bill, too. I mean, maybe it could backfire. Well, yeah, remember, remember that there there is a must pass bill that's closing this this uh, uh, this term. So that yeah, that that is an interesting observation that if they managed to get the get it under the schneid, where it's like, are we going to re, are we going to remark up and renegotiate this entire this entire package, or are we just going to let you let you have your eighty million dollar bridge from your golf course to your house? Guess what? You get your free bridge because we can't we can't shut down the government. We can't shut down the defense department. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a little break. Uh, I have a feeling there will be many more conversations. Just a program note, we will be here next week. Is uh, is um, I think Rich is joining us next week, Rich Siegel. Yes. All right, yep. so that's good news because he is, of course, the independent and very successful uh, developer for most of the life of the Macintosh of BB Edit at Barebones Software. I bet you Rich will have some things to say Indeed. about all of this. He He's gone back and forth with uh, having BB Edit on the App Store. Is it currently on the App Store? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, for a while it wasn't because it, he couldn't do everything he wanted to do. Right, uh, and then he re- and then he relented uh, after Apple made some changes. So Rich will have much to say. So the developers' point of view next week uh, on MacBreak Weekly, and then we will be taking the twenty seventh off, as will all the shows that week after Christmas, uh, the twenty sixth through uh, New Year's uh, E no New Year's Day. We will be doing best ofs. So the best of MacBreak Weekly will be on the 27th, and we will be back with an all-new show in the new year, January 3rd. Is that what you said? I think that's what you said, and I think you were right, Jason. So, and I will will be tanned by then, I hope. (laughs) I pray. (laughs) I hope I can go to some beach somewhere. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not talking North Beach in San Francisco. Our show today brought to you by, actually, that's not so bad, David. Great for you there. Brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, I just went to, from my own life. You know, when I um, when I had kids, everything really changed. You know, I suddenly became more responsible. Actually, it was good for my career because I started to pay more attention to it. That's how I. That's it was right about then that I started doing uh, computer talk, radio, and tried to get a national show and all of that stuff. Started doing more TV. The other thing though that I did. As I decided, you know, I better take better care of my family. You might think you started saving for college. No, I didn't. But I did something probably more important. I got a life insurance policy. Because remember, if something happens to you suddenly, 
if you're a breadwinner, uh, the the mortgage payments don't go away all of a sudden. Child care, other expenses don't disappear. You're still on the hook. Your family is on the hook now. You want to take care of your family, uh, you want a life insurance policy. A lot of people say, well, I got it through my work, but look at what you get through your work. It's probably not enough to last more than a few months or a year. Uh, and if you leave your job, it's one reason, one way they keep you. They they hold on to you because if you leave your job, you lose your insurance. I think you need your own life insurance. And one more thing to add, to put the pressure on you, life insurance gets more expensive as you get older. So it's never going to be as inexpensive to get it than right now. And the best way to find it, Policy Genius. Uh, the smart way to buy the right coverage for you and your family. They're not, they don't sell insurance. They help you find insurance. Now, they, when you talk with them, if you call them, they're, all of their uh, uh, people on the phone are licensed agents. They have to be by law. But remember, they don't work for the insurance companies. They work for you. So they have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another. You could trust their guidance. It, Policy Genius was built to modernize the life insurance industry. And their technology makes it so easy to compare life insurance quotes from all the top companies, AIG, Prudential, whoever, in just a couple of clicks which helps you find the best price. And trust me, you really should be shopping. There is a huge variety of coverage and prices. But with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 a month for half a million dollars of coverage. Obviously, that's going to vary depending on your circumstances. But it's really worth checking. It really is. At Policy Genius will help you. They'll walk you through it. There are no added fees. Your personal info is kept private. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. This is a really good solution. By the way, while you're there, I'm focusing on life insurance because I think it's so important that everybody uh, be thinking about it. They also do home, auto. They've got pet and renter's insurance, lots more. So they will help you find the right coverage from the right company at the right price for all of that. But let's, let's just say your loved ones deserve a financial safety net and you deserve a smarter way to find it and buy it. Head to policygenius.com slash MacBreak. Click, or you can go to the show notes at uh, twit.tv slash MBW and click our show page. You'll find uh, a link there. Probably easiest just to type in policygenius.com slash MacBreak. And please, I beg of you, so important to use that slash MacBreak. That's how they decide whether, they, whether the, you heard it here or somewhere else. Get that free life insurance quote. See how much you can save from some real experts who will really help you and not push you, not sell you. Policygenius.com slash MacBreak. We thank them so much for their support. So that was just one of the three huge stories. <laughs> uh, later today, Steve Gibson tells me he's going to talk about Apple's promise to add end-to-end encryption to iCloud backups. He will give us a more technical uh, break. But this is another huge shift from Apple. They've had this capability, it is said, for years, but the FBI talked them out of it because, of course, the FBI would love to be able to see what's in your iCloud. When Apple, in the San Bernardino uh, case, when uh, Apple refused to help the unlo- uh, FBI unlock the iPhone of the San Bernardino terrorist, uh, they did say, but if you bring it back to his house, it'll probably sync with iCloud and we can give you that. <laughs> Apple has historically, it, it's come up in many, many cases, um, been able to give the unencrypted iCloud information to law enforcement. In fact, uh, it's I guess we've all kind of thought maybe they keep it that way for that reason. But on Wednesday of last week, 
They uh, they announced something called Advanced Data Protection. Actually, they've had that for some time. They're going to expand the, the categories, and it will finally include end-to-end encryption for backups on iCloud, as well as photos and notes on iCloud. Your thoughts? It, it's funny to think about it this way, um, but in many ways, this is not an enormous technical change because what the, the truth is that everything is in pretty much not in, like not mail or calendars or contacts, but almost everything that you do is stored at Apple in an encrypted fashion. The difference is that Apple also has a key to it, right? You've got a key and Apple's got a key. So Apple can view it and you can view it. And with this new feature, what Apple is saying is for this class of stuff that has previously not been uh, just your eyes only, we could also access it. We're going to um, not have the key. We're not going to. We're not going to keep that encryption key. That means you'll have to generate the key on your phone. It will be encrypted on your phone and in transit, and sit at rest on Apple servers. But they don't have a key. Only you do on your phone. Right. Because what was happening is like those iCloud backups are encrypted. It's just that Apple has a key to decrypt them. Right. And what Apple is saying is, okay, if you turn on this feature, we are throwing away our key. We don't have our key anymore. We should then point out this is how Dropbox yeah. works. This is how almost all cloud services work the that the way you've said before, which is that the, the service has the key. And there are reasons. We've talked about this before Lots of security reasons. now. There are reasons besides simply handing your information over to law enforcement. <laughs> it gives them more capabilities. If they can see it, they can dedupe. They can do all sorts of stuff. Google does right. this. Google scans for CSAM on your Google Drive. This is well known. Uh, right. That's because they have the keys. And it's funny because there's actually some information that is not encrypted. My understanding is actually a lot of the th- the fingerprinting, the um, the the deduping. Apple that that metadata is not necessarily encrypted, um, so Apple can still do deduping, but they can't see what the file is, which is interesting. So they could see certain attributes of the file, I guess, right? Which means that they it. could potentially do CSAM scanning if they wanted to. Um, but the like side issue, like the, the big issue here is what they're saying is if you flip that switch, a couple of things are happening. We don't have your key anymore, which has a huge impact on a lot of people who can't, who lose their phone or they forget their password and they can't get into their system. And right now they call up and say, and the, the, it's a proverbial story, but it's totally happened, which is I, I lost all the pictures of my grandkids because I lost my phone and Apple said, takes them through a process and unlocks their account. Or... My, uh, you know, my mom died and yeah. I, uh, I would like yes. to get into her stuff so right. I can now, Apple, sell her estate. So Apple added a thing called the legacy contact, which actually allows you and Apple to work together to unlock a, a third party account. This is actually part of this is an extension of that. So now if Apple throws away their key and you're like, well, now if you lose your stuff, uh, you lose it forever. And we, there's no way to go talk to Apple about resetting it because we, part of the deal here is that we can't do that now. But they had the system that is similar to the legacy contact where you basically can say, I want to identify an Apple ID and say that they can work with Apple and me all together. They've got a piece of the key. Apple's got a piece of the key. If they work together, they can unlock my account for me. Um, so or by the you way, can print I out just, a giant string. I just and uploaded that way. Uh, or downloaded rather the latest sixteen point two, and it is now on. Yeah. So they are distributing the this US. now in the U.S. Yeah. Um, here yeah. I am on the screen that says advanced data protection, and it's all of those things, just as it shows in the Verge article. And you mm-hmm. can turn it on, but Apple says because Apple will not have the keys li- required to recover your data, 
You will be guided through verification of your recovery methods in case you ever lose access right. to your account. In other words, right, gonna, because they're going to try to make you. Can you zoom in a little well, bit on that? They're not going to let they're not going to let you turn this on without having having that backup because they know that yeah. this kind of thing happens. So yeah. so like yeah, and and if you don't have a person you trust with this, um, you can do that thing that a lot of other sites will let you do. Like uh, one password did that, and I I have that somewhere. Is the the long 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 code that you can put in the safety deposit box, and if you enter in that code, it will also unlock your account. It's an alternate key. Oh. <laughs> this is but for most people, you use another person. In order to do this, you have to make sure. So I've only updated this ah, phone. Yes. You have to have all, everything updated. Your Apple TV. All your devices. Your HomePods. Your uh, iPads. Your everything. Your watches. Every single every- <laughs> device that's attached to your Apple ID. Which is why this is probably a 2023 or let's be honest, 2024 kind of thing. I even have to update to the latest version of iCloud for Windows. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise, how would they be able to access it? So this explains why, because everything got pushed today. iPad OS, iOS, Mac OS, uh, and I, I, I realize... HomePod OS and Watch OS have also been updated. And that's probably much of it is to support this new advanced yeah. data protection. And good luck if you have an older phone that doesn't run the very, very latest software either. Yeah, so. you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that some of the stuff starts to come into light because a lot of this, you know, nothing like this gets done in a month, right? This has been probably something they've been working on for a couple of years now. And, you know, the CSAM scanning that we, that we talked about earlier this year, the, the all those things are are kind of connected to this. Like we have to make people feel safer that hey, we're about to cut all the access off <laughs> to, to everything to be able to see everything. Um, and but because the the number one thing that's going to come up is terrorism, you know. Well, what do you think is going to happen know, with uh, China? Was China's response going to be this? They don't want this. The, they, the, they don't the FBI, the Fibbies don't want this. No, I mean the UK. Has a law against this. Australia has a law against this. Uh, Apple's going to be facing a lot of governmental requests at this yeah, point. I feel like their strategy here is basically to say, we're going to do this because it, it lets us say, this is what we think it should be. We don't think we should have that information. And that law enforcement that's using this, it's sort of a weird effect of how we built the cloud. But in the long run, it's your data and we shouldn't see it. That's right. And, then and it, they, I'm sure, would love not to have to comply with those requests. And and if they are forced to, they're going to be like, it's not us, right? It's not us. Yeah, right. The government made us. We want to protect your stuff, but they're not going to let us. And, and they're pretty, going to force the government to make that decision. It feels like as big a turnaround for Apple as the App Store thing. And this one's not uh, being compelled by anybody. Right. I think this is really an interesting turnaround I, I for Apple. I don't think it's a turnaround. I think, so. I think it's just yeah. an evolution. I think, that it, I think that this is where Apple... There's this... Apple, you know, again, if Apple did everything it wanted to do around our own personal security, people would get freaked out because they're going to lock this whole thing down. They're going to keep on locking things down. They're going to keep but what they're doing is they're kind of closing one hatch real slowly. It's it's what we call sneaking up to a horse. You know, horse won't if you don't move very fast, the horse doesn't. <laughs> I, know I disagree. I think Apple I think, didn't want to do this. Clearly, they didn't. They've had this technology for years. Uh, I don't think they wanted to do this, but I think they had to because at this point. This isn't a way to just don't worry about the ads we're selling and the information we're gathering. See, we really do care. There was this tendency over the last few weeks, we've talked about it, to start thinking Apple's only playing lip service to privacy. So this by doing this, maybe they maybe they always wanted to. But by finally saying, you know, we're going to we're going to take a chance with the U.S. government, the Chinese government, the English government, and we're going to do it. 
because it does really, at this point now, you say, yeah, I guess Apple does care about our privacy. But we've talked about this for a couple of months, but to do what they're talking about is $100 million in three years of work. <laughs> like, it's not like, this isn't like a, hey, let someone, let someone close this off or do whatever. For them to actually release it, is an enormous well, amount of money. Especially because I'm you know, sure they're really do it conservative. Right. It's probably yeah. closer to billions right. of, of dollars to make the infrastructure change that we're talking about at the scale that Apple does. At the in any of this stuff, this is the kind of thing that can't fail. So mm. it can't be like we're just going to throw it out and see how it goes. It has to be, yeah. you know, very slowly tested and, and managed by very large teams. This is a this is a massive uh, operation to do this, and so yeah. this is not something they just decided to do this fall. This is something they decided to do in like 2018 or. 2015. Yeah, I, I think that I think that they had to get the weather report very, very, very carefully before they did that. Meaning that what if they put in all this time and all this trouble and all this effort uh, and all this risk to our current way of doing things only to find out that, hey, right now and looks like Congress is about to pass a law that makes it impossible for us to do this. That's a waste of time and money. Also, the, also the ability to make sure that they can support this correctly. They're going to have a lot of people who are going to be uh, they they if they had lost their phones, as we were saying before, if a, if a loved one had passed away and they had not set uh, set plans for what happens to their data after they go. Apple had a long bureaucratic paperwork involving process to get that data and those photos back, but at least it existed. Now they're just going to have to tell a lot of people that I'm sorry, all of your Christmas videos from 10 years to so the past 10 years are just gone and there's no way we can get them back. But, I, but, I, but, but finally, this, this has always been something that has kind of bothered me that, uh, that there is always this big, big loophole and we think that privacy is a basic human right. If they can lock it, lock down our backups, why are they not doing so? And what is their reasoning for not doing so? Because it's not just privacy against uh, being observed by uh, by uh, by companies or other people. Privacy is privacy for everybody. Our privacy against our own governments is just as important as our privacy against our employers, privacy against uh, Google and Facebook and all these other people. So it's no good if you're just saying that we are not going to we're not going to defend your privacy against the most the people who have the greatest amount of power over you, which is, again, the people who own the army, the people who own the police. According again, to think- hold on. According to Reuters in 2018, uh, four years ago. Apple was planning to do this. I remember this story very well. We talked about it. Uh, And according to Reuters, who I said that we have six sources that said the FBI asked them not to and they did not. So I think it's BS to say, oh, yeah, Apple had it took all this time. We had to really do it right. Apple was willing to do it and wanted to do it because obviously they don't want to hand over this information. And the FBI asked them not to. And uh, so you're giving an awful lot of credit that I don't think they deserve. I think this well, is I, something I give them credit now. I don't know why, what's changed, except that I would say what's changed is there is the reputation. If they're ready to do it in market. 2018, it just means that they, that they were working on it in 2015. It, this is not a minor thing. Well, I know. Like, I'm just pointing out, about. unless Reuters got this completely wrong, which is possible, that they could have done this four years ago and didn't. So they've had they well, and they had they had they had you know the thing is is you got to find the right time to do it, and then you have the again the all the other implementations you have to piece all these things together over time. You know, I think that the thing is is you have to say okay, we we have some kind of CSAM scanning, we have this thing. You can see that the these those pieces make more sense in the context of we're going to close everything off. You know, and so the so I think that the um that those there's a lot of things that have to get put into place. And you can't do it after something that when the FBI is rattling sabers is not the time. According to, to the one product. current, uh, this is from this is a story from 2020 and Reuters. 
More than two years ago, Apple told the FBI it planned to offer users end-to-end encryption when storing their phone data on iCloud, according to one current and three former FBI officials and one current and former Apple employee. Under that plan, primarily designed to thwart hackers, Apple would no longer have a key. This is exactly what they've done. Uh, In private talks with Apple soon after, representatives of the FBI's cybercrime agents and its operational technology division objected to the plan, arguing it would deny them the most effective means, blah, blah, blah. When Apple spoke privately to the FBI about its work on phone security the following year, the end-to-end encryption plan had been dropped. Uh, So, yeah, maybe maybe they dropped it because it was too hard or they weren't ready, but it sure sounds like the FBI talked about it. And 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 that was in 2018. And also the the incoming Congress is not... FBI friendly. And so the thing is, is that they're not, you know, so the other thing is, yeah. is that yeah, they've made, obviously they put their finger to the wind at some point and said, I think we can get away with it now. Cause, cause now that, you know, with the Republican Congress, there's no laws that are going to go in that are right. going to, you know, we give the FBI any more control than they have now. And so the thing is, is if you're going to drop something, this is, you drop it right now. <laughs> so, so, so it's a, at the time it isn't, you know what else you, they dropped, and, which is very interesting is their plan to see, scan on your phone for CSAM, which was very controversial. Well, a lot of us didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we understand what what they're coming to. It just felt weird, you know. To to you know. Yeah. So we know it was a bad idea, but it's interesting that they've now said. uh, First, they said we're going to delay it. They have now said no, we're not going to do it. They also say they're improving two-factor authentication by allowing users to use hardware keys like YubiKeys, which I use, uh, early next year. Furthermore, uh, you can put recovery information. In fact, probably should. You'll get a reco- you'll get recovery codes. You should probably put those somewhere safe, like in a pass in a you know password manager. Maybe even print them out and put them in a safe, um, yeah. because this there is no no more recourse to Apple. And I think if if you want to be generous to Apple, you could say that was the reason they didn't do it, not the FBI, but just that it was going to be hard on users because. I'm sure they get, you know, thousands of requests every year from people who've lost their, you know. I think that story you quoted, Leo, um, you know, they said they intended to do it, right? So I don't think it was ready then, but it was on their roadmap. And then the FBI tried to talk them out of it. It looks to me like a year later was off the roadmap. So, yeah. yeah. Or they or they weren't talking about it with the FBI. Right. But that legacy contact feature, like that's basically this. Right. That is a part of this, which is we need if we're going to do end to end encryption down the road, we got to find alternate ways for them to decrypt their account because, Otherwise, it's just way too dangerous if Apple can't do it. Somebody else needs to. So they came up with this idea and they rolled it out first as the legacy so that so that a trusted person could go to Apple and say, this person has died. I need to get into their account. And they work through it and they've been authorized and it and it happens. Well, and- right. But that same flow is basically what happens for this. So I, I it, it, they were building the pieces in the background, I think. But, yeah, they all also politically. Um, somebody asked me the other day, why announce this now and not at WWDC? And I thought, this is the kind of thing you don't announce where you give governments and law enforcement <laughs> lots of time to think about it. Really, yeah. right? Like, you announce it now and roll it out and then say, now now tell me what you're going to do about it. And, you know, they may. China may do that and the U.S. may do that and who knows. But it's not the thing you give people six months to think about. And so they didn't. Yeah. And. And you know, we always have to preface when we talk about security is that, you know, the reason that we don't have not in the, in the United States, for those listening in the United States, uh, 
the reason we don't have a 9-11 every week is because of signal intelligence. Like, let's just be clear. Like, this is like we are safe because there is there is a, an NSA and a CIA that is doing what it does to gather it. So we want to we, we never want to say, well, okay, we can't let the government look at anything because it is what keeps us from having walls around our house that have broken glass across the top and, you know, machine guns at every corner, which I, I work in countries that do have that. Right. And so so the thing is, is that in signal intelligence is is the thing. And the problem is, is that. You know, Edward Snowden very made it very clear to us that not that humans have access to the data like, you know, humans. It's not like nobody can get a hold of it. Anybody can get a hold of it, you know, or not anybody. But but there's people that can get a hold of it and use it for leverage. And it's not even just what you what you the thing you have to think about is, well, if you're not breaking the law, but what if you're just not doing something that you want to necessarily make public um, that can be used against you? You know, and and so the thing is, is that and that's not breaking the law and it's not warranted. But it is it is still something that would make you embarrassed and that puts you in a point of leverage. And these are all things that we don't want our governments to be able to do. And then maybe our government will do fine. I don't know. But but we definitely don't want all the governments to be able to do that. So I think that it's a very reasonable thing for people to have that yeah. that, that internal. You know, I understand what the risks are is that we might have, you know, they're, you know, the FBI is going to tell us more people will die <laughs> you know, because we weren't able to figure this out. Um, and that might be true. You know, and we have to we always have to weigh freedom versus safety. Yeah. Simply put, people even people don't even need to have a reason why they want privacy. It's they can simply say, I just I, if I have the ability to secure my information, I will secure that Absolutely. information just on principle. And that's and it, and it is important that as we have these conversations, as uh, as important as I th- as important as I think that this kind of freedom is uh, to, to everybody. Because otherwise you have the otherwise you were going to establish a legal principle that it is that the individual here in America, the individual American citizen does not have the right to have a secret from the from its own government. That's bad. We also have to acknowledge, just as you say, that this is not just this is not just three letter agencies who just want to snoop in on us uh, for for their own jollies. This is a very lives get saved, disasters get averted, bad people get incarcerated and discovered because of ability to essentially pry into private affairs. And so this is going to make it more difficult for law enforcement to do their jobs. That's not but that's not the end all be all to, to every single argument. And it's never been, I mean, it's from an information perspective, it's never been better for law enforcement because of, because right, exactly. we use these phones. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it was described to me once that by, by someone that would know that, you know, it's like you have a 1920 by, by 1080 screen that is completely in, in, in focus <laughs> and there's one pixel missing yeah. and that's your, like, there's like, that's how much data they have about us, uh, about our behaviors, about who we're talking to, about when we're talking to them. It's just this one little pixel and they, they're really frustrated about that little pixel. Like, I just need get one last one and I'll oh, have no. everything. Yeah. Oh no! Phil, we're going to Phil Zimmerman, the creator of PGP, said that he said, uh, no, is that, yeah, is that it? "Yeah, he said uh, uh, they want a hundred percent." Just a few and, missing pixels bugged the hell out of them. And I get yeah. it. I get it that like if you're a law enforcement agency, you want as many tools uh, as possible. But it is true that there is a spectrum that runs from them having nothing to it being a police state. And the idea yeah. is you have to find some place in the middle. And I think as a function of the growth of technology, we've entered, entered a place where our personal private disclosure is way greater than it ever used to be. Right. The idea was it was in your mind or it was in your house. And if it was in your house, they had to get a subpoena to come in and look in your house. And if it was in your mind, they couldn't do anything. It was protected, but we offload so much of our brains. Our backup brain is our phone and we carry it outside our house or we put it in uh, the cloud. And like, that's why I feel like there's one way to view this, which is 
Apple's approach to cloud data is it really does belong to you and we shouldn't see it. And the only reason we've seen it up to now is a function of the way technology has progressed. But we've reached the point where we don't need it. We don't need to see it anymore. And we don't think just because we used to be able to see it, we should continue to see it. And I get how law enforcement would look at that and say, oh, uh, you're taking away one of our best tools, and I get that. But on yeah. a higher level of philosophy, <laughs> it really isn't anyone's right for the yeah. tech companies to be able no. to look at our stuff. Yeah. It's well this put. Is, this is it's really well put. You have to recognize law enforcement would love to have a camera in our houses at, at all times as well. And it certainly would cut down on crime. But that doesn't mean they get yeah. to right? right. But this and this and this is why I, this is part of what I love about technology in general that it it forces us to think about the reasons why we have the principles that we have. That we have when uh, when the Bill of Rights was being assembled, we never had. A, they didn't write down uh, Article Article Eleven is that individuals have the right to have to to have a secret from the government because. It was inoperable. There was there was no there was no way that gov- there was there was no way that you could create a secret in a written form so that you didn't so uh, so that the government could not at some point retrieve it. You can put it in a safe locked inside another safe, buried in concrete under the sea, and if it's important enough, the government could send divers down, <laughs> or jackhammer it open, and drill it or open. Or as one of the but founding now- fathers said, Ben Franklin, uh, a secret can be kept between two people if one of them is dead. Right, and uh, and now and now we have, and now we have the technology to have a secret that's written down as part of storage, uh, so that I have a gigabyte worth of secrets that the government has no has no ability to to they, they can get the they can get the I can have it on a keychain on on, on a drive on my keychain, uh, and the government can get the keychain, but they can't get into that secret. And now it's like it's frustrating to them to think that, but it's right there. It's a file. We don't have to interrogate him. He doesn't have to plead. The, the Fifth Amendment has nothing to do with this. It's a file. We should be able to open this file so that and this is why again it comes down to the discussion do we want to think that there is an there is a an unwritten uh, article in the bill of rights that says that we have the right to keep something secret from the government that the government does not have a right to every single record that we write down uh or if and if that's true what is privacy anyway let me get uh Ben Franklin's uh, quote correct. Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead. There you Thank go. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and again, you know, we're not just talking about people breaking laws. We're just talking about people having, um, you know, doing things that they ne- don't necessarily want to, um, you know, project right. out to the rest of the world. Period. And that made me yes. not nefarious at all. And that's the it's problem just, with law enforcement. They assume that anything that's kept secret is illegal. Well, but but it's and it's worse than that because it, law enforcement will use that against you. Yeah, you know, like yeah. so the thing is, is they'll go, well, you know, this was happening and this was happening. Do you really want that to come out in court? You yeah. know, and then everyone's like, OK, I, I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll cop to the whatever it is to get out of the fact that I don't want this to go to get public, you know. And yeah. so I think that that's the and that's where you get leveraged by having information that's that's there. And, you know, and so I think that I think it's a. I think it's a great thing. I think that, you know, a lot of governments are going to fight it, but I think it's going to be really unpopular. Like now that it's available, it's one thing that was was theoretical, but now that people have it, they're going to be like, why can't I have that? Why well, should it I? It didn't take long. You know? didn't take long. The last Wednesday, late Wednesday, the FBI said it, literally a few hours later, 
It was deeply concerned with the threat end-to-end and user-only access encryption poses. This hinders our ability to protect the American people from criminal acts ranging from cyber attacks and violence against children to drug trafficking, organized crime, and terrorism. In this age of cybersecurity and demands for security by design, the FBI and law enforcement partners need lawful access by design. And the reality is, again, if, if it doesn't happen in the next six weeks, it's not going to happen in the next two years. So it's, you know, it's, it's you know, so I think that Apple picked a pretty good time to, to put it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody but law enforcement and the Chinese government think this is a great <laughs> idea. Um, yeah. I wonder if uh, this is a, this is, by the way, the most going to be the most interesting part of this to me. Apple has basically given into the Chinese government at every step of the way. Will this be the line in the sand? Tim Cook does not want to cross. I doubt it. I doubt, we'll doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to be the one that he, this is not going to yeah. be the Rocky he dies on. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's take a little break. Come back. We, <laughs> okay. The third of the giant <laughs> stories of the week. Freeform well, and Apple music sing are here. We're going to do some karaoke. No, please don't. <laughs> no, come on. Oh, come right. on. Been a long time. Been a long time. Been lonely, a long, lonely, 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 lonely time. <laughs> Uh, okay, maybe we won't. Okay. <laughs> Andy and I will do it privately. Uh, our show today brought to you by ZocDoc. I just used ZocDoc, as a matter of fact, yesterday. Uh, this is such a great service. Before you book any brunch, you and I'm excited because uh, Lisa already asked me. I get my first Saturday off in 20 years uh, In uh, on uh, the, uh, the two Saturdays from now. My last radio show is this Saturday. So I'm going to brunch, right? Lisa said, where do you want to have your first brunch? <laughs> what do you do? You go to Yelp or Google reviews. You look at all the reviews. You pour over the menu pictures. Why is it? And when we choose a doctor, we just go, yeah, you. <laughs> I'm looking for a new doctor. Okay. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with my existing doctor because he's kind of overlooked a few things. And I, I thought, oh, I know. ZocDoc. With ZocDoc. You can see real, verified patient reviews. So that's really handy. So you can find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. Best of all, finding the right doctor is just uh, just as easy as finding the best eggs Benedict. But maybe I would say a little bit more important, all right? I'm just saying, although I am looking forward to my, my first eggs Benedict in 20 years. That is going to be fun. ZocDoc is a free app. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. It was so great. I went to ZocDoc. I chose the specialty I wanted. I'm I'm looking for somebody. Okay, don't laugh at me. But I'm looking for somebody who could do geriatric, as a geriatric practice. Because as I get older, a lot of times doctors, I read this great book, uh, wonderful book called Being Mortal. Uh, and uh, he says this is a problem because there are not enough uh, people practicing geriatric medicine anymore. I found one in Petaluma. Takes my insurance. Available. Taking new patients. And I found that all on ZocDoc. You can find any. That's a crazy one. But you can find any specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to find an orthodontist to straighten some teeth. Look out for a chiropractor to fix an achy back. A dermatologist to get your mold checked out. Or anything else. ZocDoc has you covered. Even has acupuncture and other non-traditional medicines. ZocDoc's mobile app is easy to use. You search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. I was actually really impressed. I've been talking about ZocDoc for some time. They've been a sponsor for some time. And I and I uh, finally needed to use them, and it was great. 
Find and review local doctors. Read, and this is really important. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. They really do this. So that when you walk into the doctor's office, you're going to see someone in your network who gets you, who does it the way you want. Different, you know, I was reading this. Different doctors have, for instance, different ways of explaining things. Some people want a doctor just to tell them what to do. I don't need to know the details. Just tell me what to do. Some people say, I want to know all the information. And different doctors have different styles. You could find one that gives you what you're looking for. ZocDoc.com. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. They're, they're there whenever you need to find and book a quality uh, doctor. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak and download the ZocDoc app for free. Please, I know you're going to just go to your phone and do- download it, but in addition, would you just go to ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak so they know you heard us talking about it. Start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Actually, I did it on the website, so it works just fine. Many available within 24 hours. ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak break zocdoc.com slash mac break and you can book that doctor and uh, get somebody who is an expert that gives you what you need in a way that you want i love that thank you zocdoc uh yeah the good thing about uh, geriatric physicians somebody's pointing out in the chat room is they always have uh, openings <laughs> and that's terrible <laughs> that's terrible well not if they're good <laughs> Uh, you know that's a great book. If if uh, it's sad because there were there was going to be a movie about I don't know how the movie would be. It's a nonfiction book, um, and the movie got stopped uh, because uh, uh, Bill Murray did something terrible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the book I re- highly recommend Being Mortal by Atul Gawande. He's a physician. Uh, it's it's about uh, you know our final transition, and uh, some people aren't going to read it because it's depressing but lisa read it first i think because both of our parents are you know getting on and uh and i read it and boy, what a great book what a wonderful book highly recommend it um and it yeah it's about being mortal and one of the things he says is not is the fewer and fewer physicians are specializing in geriatric medicine which people my age need i'm i'm over 65 now i know i don't look it do i thank you thank you very much <laughs> it's kind of shouldn't be fishing like that ios let's start with ios 16.2 it is out today i'm very excited i immediately launched it and uh welcome to freeform mm-hmm. the new app is here the new app is here freeform yes get creative sketch out a project design a mood board brainstorm ideas build your board collaborate with others uh it's one of those apps where it starts with a white page so it'd be great for flashlights. Uh, <laughs> I guess you can. I don't know. Maybe you can't do anything. Oh yeah, there's drawing. Yeah, there's drawing, and you can drag. You can drag things in and import media and type things. And, and it's going to sticky notes. It's going to sync to my Mac too, right? Because Freeform's on the Mac as well. Yeah, it's going to sync to all your devices, and it's. I think they built it because they've got these new collaboration tools on the Mac and the iPad, especially that are all tied in with iMessage and FaceTime. And they needed. They realized that like they didn't actually have an app that's just like a an infinite uh, sketch book or whiteboard. And so they built it. And I love that they built this thing because it's not going to set the world on fire or anything, but I love that it's kind of quirky and that they're trying stuff. And it, it is a fun feature. And on an iPad with Apple Pencil, it's actually really nice because you get to take advantage of all of the infrastructure they, that they built for like markup and notes involving um, drawing tools for Apple Pencil. Plus you can drag in Links and photos. And I just scanned the documents and all sorts you know, of stuff. Yeah. All sort of, this is really cool. Yeah. 
Um, so I, maybe I will start to play with this. This is kind of, and uh, it'd be nice if they just had put this in uh, in Notepad, but it's kind of an interesting adjunct. I think I Notes think they wanted this. it to be a little different from Notes, yeah. and especially because of the collaborative aspect of it too. Where right. like what they really want you to do is share this with a bunch of people and work together on a shared board. Um, and use it as a you know a a, a mind map or a or a, a a brainstorming session or something like that, and I actually think it could be pretty good as that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's just one of the things we can also sing. I haven't played <laughs> with this yet. This is the uh, this is the Apple Music thing. So I guess what go into Apple Music and and uh, Andy and I yeah can, play uh, you play okay. a song and you should get the special okay. control that lets okay. you drop out the uh, oh there it is the it's in the vocal. categories so we know we can go. go immediately. With Apple Music Sing, it's your turn to be part of the music. What do you want to sing? Uh, let's let's uh, let's sing the hits. Let's see, California Love in the club. Come on, Andy, you and I should do in the club. Yeah, here we go. Fifty Cent. Uh, is it playing? It is. I have. I can't play the sound, so you're just gonna. But where do? Oh, here's the sing part. My, Control my the apps, vocals. My, my we, apps are not like that. I'm not sure if we, uh, we don't know. We you find me in the. Club bottle full of bub. Look, Mammy, I, I got the X if you into taking drugs. I'm into having sex. I ain't into making love. So, geez, I can't read this. This is terrible. Yeah, I was a little surprised that you picked that one. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stay out of that. You know, like, not, not exactly the Muppets. I mean, yeah. when I pull up out in front, you see the Benz on dubs. When I roll 20, oh, never mind. I can't keep yeah. up. He's very fast. He's a very fast. I, 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 I would have joined in, but you're just doing so great on our, I want to just sit back and enjoy the, the Rhapsody. Anyway, that's cool. So it shows you the lyrics. You have a choice of uh, of what vocals you, how much of the vocals you want and and so forth and uh you, now you too can sing 50 cent how about something like a uh, dancing queen by abba that's good you and i could do that uh so you have to press the sing button ooh ooh you can ooh you can dance you can jive oh and by the way i wasn't sure but now i see i can use my phone as the microphone right so that's cool Oh, here we go. Ooh, you, you can you dance. Can We're doing an acapella. <laughs> you can jive. You can jive. <laughs> having the time of your life. Ooh, see that girl. Watch that sea. Digging the dancing queen. I'm trying to sing harmony, but I can't. That's uh, very... going to change my life. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it's going it's, it's to give you plenty of room on the bus. That'll, that'll be for sure. <laughs> uh, advanced data protection. We already showed you that. Uh, there are some apparently changes to the lock screen. An iPhone 14 Pro is always on display. Do you know what those are, Jason? I don't know what those are. Yeah. Or yeah, Andy, now you can turn off the wallpaper. You can yeah. turn off. Oh, that's so that the one where it's like Android eyes yeah, always yeah, yeah. on, so it's less notable. So it's black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, that's nice. I actually prefer. In fact, you can see you, it's it's cool that you took, to said Android eyes because that's unfortunately I've unlocked <laughs> it by my, my face. But it's a mm -hmm. it's a very clean uh, thing when you have it locked. Let's check, let's lock it and not not look at it. Uh, oh, it's down here. Well, show my screen, too. See, I was going to show the... So that's the Android look. And now on my screen, that's the iPhone look. So yeah. it is Androidizing it. Yeah. I, I was on the on the 14 Pro. I have to admit that I was getting... I, I was 
I'm so used to what a, a sleeping phone looks like that when I see like just looks like the regular lock screen, I'm wondering, oh, should I be turning that off? Did I accidentally did I accidentally turn off like a, a sleep time for this? And yeah, it's it's nice to it's nice to have that little communication of no, it's not doing anything and there's not there's nothing wrong. Oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> I was just uh, looking at the uh, always on screen and. uh I have a slideshow of Lisa, and it's added some of the uh, stable. Diffu- I can't show you some of the stable diffusion pictures from Lisa <laughs> to to my slideshow because I guess it's always updating it from uh, pictures from my photo gallery, and she's there. So that's good. And I'm going to see AI Lisa every once in a while, as well. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's it's interesting because Lenza, I, which I don't know if that's a pick of anybody this week. No, it's not. Uh, Lenza, which has become very popular as the generating uh, avatars, is starting to take some heat. Yeah, and I noticed this right away because I did myself first, and they were great. They were nice, you know, uh, normal things. And then I did Lisa, and I can't show you those. <laughs> right? Um, they quantified her. Wired magazine had a nice article about this, about how it's about uh, one of its female journalists about how it, it tends to come up with sexual, hypersexualized nudes, stuff like that. But also things like for it's it's optimized it did, towards it did that like, a little like bit dudes. for me. So um, I mean, I think that's pretty sexy. That's the that's the new Leah, <laughs> but nothing that's as bad as bad as it got. Lisa, well, I, again, I can't show you now. I think, yeah, exactly. I think they might have caught on because uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, I thought, well, let's try it again. I had done this with Lisa on Thursday, and it was pornified. And so we did it with Kim Schaffer, who does her phone answering. And they took it. It, it was absolutely not pornified. So I think Lenza, mm. you could show these, yeah. He's asking me. So so these are all, these are all, and they're fine. They're headshots. You know, they're cute. There's some anime stuff and so forth. But it's it's pretty straightforward. So uh, not but as they're, sexy, they're, they're, a little sexy, but not as yeah. completely appallingly sexy. I showed yeah. we were at a, a work function when I did it and I uh, showed <laughs> I probably broke some rules. I showed some of the <laughs> our employees how my wife looks, uh, according to Lenza. They were. Mm. What would you say, John Astley? Shocked? Shocked? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think that they Christmas have Christmas bonuses have not gone out yet. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that they have. I honestly think they've toned it down. They've immediately yeah. toned it down. But it, but there are also, there are also some problems where people uh, people of color have, have noticed that like their skin oh, yeah. has been lightened. Oh, and, yeah. and and people who are not who are not white have, no, have been noticing that their features have been Caucasianized. It's 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 the same problem that that works with a lot of this uh, generative AI that they're they are fed by content that they can find online and it is almost it basically creates a quote standard unquote image of a white white dudes are the are the standard uh glam of, of whatever you see most of in terms of how women are depicted that's what the standard is going to be and that's what uh, the generative AI is going to create yeah, just by standard trained, that's that's what it knows trained, you know? yeah. So it's a hard thing, uh, and I understand. I don't. I don't completely blame Lenza. They're using stable diffusion. I will show you uh, as my pick of the week a way you can do it for free. If the iPhone is apparently fast enough to do stable diffusion locally, which is kind of amazing. Hmm. I think it did a pretty good job uh, of of uh, of my pictures. I'm starting to use these for for. <laughs> didn't for you a, isn't there like a pretty big cost for that for the? So to to subscribe to Lenza was thirty five bucks a year. And then right. you get half off on the avatars. So I generated 200 avatars for eight bucks. It's okay, not bad, okay. right? And I gave it, you know, it's easy on your phone because you already have all your selfies. You can keep showing. Please keep showing my beautiful pictures. You have all your <laughs> selfies uh, already on the phone. So 
it's it's uh, easy to give it twenty shots. A lot, a lot of these are like Forbes magazine cover interviews. I know, pictures, I love these. You know? <laughs> I'm actually using this as my login uh, shot uh, instead of an emoji on my uh, on my uh, computer. Some of them I'm a little fat, but that's okay. Some of them I'm a little thin. <laughs> Some of them I'm a little weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, but I'll show you another way you could do this in a little bit. But let's go on with sixteen point two. Anything else? Uh, new lock screen. New um, uh, limitations for airdrop. That's that everyone thing. Right, which we talked about. That the, That's the if you leave it on, uh, it'll turn itself off after 15 minutes so that you're not going to get unsolicited um, private parts pictures while you're on an airplane <laughs> or something. Initially, Apple had said they were going to do that next year. So I wonder, it's suddenly out. Maybe they maybe they yeah, meant, they, maybe they meant now. I don't know. Slid it into that version. I, was sitting, I watched the Giants game um last spring and i i had for some reason contextually like a couple days before i had had to turn on airdrop for everyone and then i forgot to turn it off and i was sitting at a baseball game and somebody texted me a picture and i thought oh geez or (laughs) or airdrop me a picture i thought oh geez but it was great it was a picture of dick van dyke (laughs) and it said you just received an unsolicited dick pic (laughs) and i thought that person is a genius and uh, let me turn airdrop back off. Yeah, now yeah. turn off everyone. It's a good idea. Yeah. That was a good way to spread the word, right? Like you should probably not have, yeah. except for everyone on yeah. at a public event. Yeah. It just shows just shows you how exciting a baseball game is that, you know what? I'm just going to randomly prank it's other people. Designed, yeah, with Dick Van Dyke. It's designed to give you time in between moments of action to, to enjoy life. Yes. Have another beer and hot dog. Send some you dick know, pics. You know, you got there's plenty many of time. minutes between the innings yes. and when there's a pitching change. There's, there's lots singing, of opportunities. There's all sorts of things you can do. I think, I, think I think it's actually Dick Van Dyke's birthday today. He's like 97. Oh. Amazing. Happy birthday, Dick Van Dyke. Happy birthday, Mary. Uh, improved <laughs> improved searches in messages. This is cool. Allow you to find photos based on their content. I guess photo, iPhotos is already doing that, so uh, why not add it to the search in uh, messages? Um, I'm always kind of amazed by that, actually. is is In iPhotos, you can just or in photos, you can just search, search look for stuff. at me, yeah. all of these things, and it, it's surprisingly it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Find uh, topless pictures of Leo. You know, there's there's a few. Turn off hide IP address settings enables iCloud private relay users to temporarily disable the service for a specific site in Safari. This is in response. I oh, think that's the, good. a lot of people are having trouble with iCloud private relay in certain situations. Uh, in fact, it's become almost a default now when people call the radio show to say, hey, try it without private relay turned on. Uh, although it's a great service and, and the privacy is nice. So now you can say specific sites. Yeah, like they can know who I am. News articles and weather display information relevant to the weather in that location. Participant cursors in notes allow you to see live indicators as others make updates in a shared note. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, being able to share freeform, but notes is shareable, too. And I, I yeah, it was Alex I use who said, yeah, everybody use notes. Don't. Yeah, that's a powerful tool. Well, I, I use notes with my with my wife to to do um uh, to do shopping, shopping list. So I'll, I'll make shared. a list. I'll yeah. share it with her while I'm at Whole Foods. She's like putting, adding new things. Go over to Safeway and buy this thing. <laughs> Crash detection <laughs> optimizations. I'm guessing that means you can ride the roller coaster now. I'm just oh, yeah, this. there you go. Yeah. And fixes an, an issue that causes some notes not to sync with iCloud after updates are made. So the usual stuff, but, but some significant new features, which I think is uh, is interesting. 
Yeah. Um, Wonder what people are going to be using whiteboard for. I, I, I like the fact that Apple didn't seem to overcomplicate it. It really is just that here's an infinite canvas that you can drop pretty much anything on and you can collaborate on it. I, I can imagine how nice it would be to uh, like just have a family whiteboard that's just not just a scrolling list of text and pictures that have been splattered in, but people who are like putting in a picture and then adding notes and arrows, circles and arrows, and a paragraph on the back of each one. Uh, like, like it, it could be an interesting thing that a lot of people could use, not just for collaborative work, but for just collaborative existing. Mac OS 13.1, also shipping, everything shipping, as we figured that out. Uh, Freeform is in there. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you been, Have you been using it, Jason, as a, as a beta? Yeah, I mean, it's a super subtle beta, right? There's only a few things. I, Freeform is mostly what I spend my time with just to try it out and and think that it's kind of adorable and people should just uh, give it a shot if they work with people who also have iPads, especially, or Macs. Um, it's a little tight on the phone, right? But on the, on an iPad or a Mac, it's it's uh, it's pretty fun. And uh, yeah, the other big thing is just that, that for people who really get creeped out by the always-on display being so bright and full of information, you can blank that out and just not have any fun. And it's fine. It's fine, too. But it's a, this is them clearing the decks uh, with some long-running projects like that, the encryption stuff, and just to get everything kind of reset for the new year, so that they because they take they take time off at, uh, around Christmas, and so this is like their last this is it. Uh, yeah. last gasp, before, and they'll start working on their spring release. It's it's super nice uh, for the employees to just say we're going to sprint really hard, we're going to get it done before Christmas, and then there's <laughs> two weeks there's nothing really hanging over us until. That's what I do. I record all the best ofs, record all the ads. I, I still do office hours on on Christmas. Do you really? Are you going to do it on Christmas? And no, we don't. Yeah, we don't stop. We don't stop. You should Ever. have a New Year's party. We used to do that. Remember? Uh, why don't you do a twenty four hour New Year's party on office hours? Oh, I, I like doing things every day. I don't. We don't need to get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Practically it turns out killed I did this me. with this. There was this this podcasting company that that, that did it twenty four seven, and it's really long. That's what I learned. It was really <laughs> long. long and took a lot to do. It's and, and I. I Already, I have an idea to do for twenty four seven. Not yet. It's like running a marathon. It's terrible while you're doing it, but when you're done, you go, "Wow, that felt yeah, yeah. good. I, I did it." You know, it was fun. It was, I, I had fun. I had fun doing it for an hour or two. But I thought to myself, "I'm really glad I'm not doing." it. And we've done streams for other people that have been twenty four or forty eight or seventy two hours, and they're just grueling. Yeah, like it's, it's just like this. Mm, yeah, hurts. Yep. Uh, so besides uh, freeform uh, and of course advanced data protection for iCloud coming to uh, macOS Ventura. Uh, you also get that message search feature, participant cursors in notes, so you know who's doing what. Play Sound and Find My App can now help you pinpoint the location of nearby AirTags, AirPod Pro, second generation case, and Find My Network accessories. Fix is an issue. This is all the same uh, stuff, pretty much. Yeah. Watch OS. Unified TVOS. platforms. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's the new. matter. The matter stuff is in here too. So, like, if you want to be a matter astronaut and start like embracing the future of home uh, technology today, you can update your to the new sort of matter savvy infrastructure mode of the home app. But again, like with the encryption thing, you really need everything updated to the new OSs to in order to. Uh, really take advantage of that feature ideally. And that means like your Apple TV and your home pods and your watch and your, like the, all of the things. I wonder, do they have like, do they have champagne and a party when they push the button for this? Look at, look at all the things they put out today. iCloud for windows, 14, one Safari, 16, two Monterey, 12, six, two Monterey, 
uh, Big Sur 11.7.2, tvOS 16.2, watchOS 9.2, iOS 15.7.2, iPadOS 15.7.2, iOS 16.2, iPadOS 16.2. So, by the way, yeah, these are older versions. are also being updated. Ventura 13.1. Uh, on iPhone 8 and layer 16.1.2 for iOS. Uh, on Xcode 14.1. I hate it when they update Xcode. Oh, as uh, Scooter oh, X points out, okay. too, that this this has some of those uh, watch feature drops that they were... Uh, ah. that they were promising before. This is that mode that is the new low-power mode for the Ultra Watch that is beyond the regular low-power mode that was standard across all the watches in watchOS 9. So that's in here along with, um, it looks like, some new uh, running features. They, they they made some promises about like later this year when they announced the Apple Watch and watchOS 9, and there were a few things that were kind of outstanding that have been rolled in there, too. So, again, all those later this year promises are kind of this is it. coming true now, except for the classical music, which they didn't God do that they said they were going to do. Sonic, I miss you! <laughs> There's well, a couple that they didn't get to, but mostly, and, and completing the Apple Silicon transition where, you know, I think they got reasons, but uh, mostly stuff that they promised for the fall and the winter that they're clearing out now, like like the, the Apple Watch stuff, too. Just get it out, be done with it, move on. Hey, look, if Google can put out the blobs playing Beethoven for the holidays, <laughs> you, you, can, you, can, you can get your Prime Phonic back. So you tap several times in your space bar. This is from the Google Arts and Culture program. One, two, do, 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 do. There's some taps. And now here's a sonata. You can play this. I'll, pl- I'll turn it on. Sonata that matches my rhythm. The sonata number 31 in A-flat major, opus 110, 3A, Adagio Manontropo. <laughs> That's... I mean, you can play the full thing, but that's what matched my rhythm. Isn't that wild? We haven't we haven't gotten to we haven't seen a lot of AI music yet. I think that that's the next. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think right. They did. They've done GPT now with text. We've done art. What's left? Play me into the Sandman in the style of. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's got to be around the corner. All right, we'll get it to is, that in a I'm little sure. bit. Uh, is that all the OSs? Yeah, that's everything. We'll talk maybe in the next oh. couple, maybe next week. We got the we got Rich Siegel for the twentieth. Maybe when we come back, New Year's, you guys will have drawn some pretty stuff in free form. We can talk more about that. I'm I'm interested to play with it. I draw things. I don't know if I draw pretty things. <laughs> yeah, we'll Stick set up figures. a board. We'll have a oh, big see, weekly board. We could have an MBW board. Oh, that's a good idea. Can you can you change the paper so I can have grid paper? I can sort of. No, grid paper's the best. No, I think you can just t- toggle the little dots on and off. Hide grid or show grid, yeah. Well, that, that's sort request. of a grid. That's good enough. It, it, that app is super 1.0. It's fun, but I can think of like a thousand things I'd like it to do that it right. doesn't do. But, you know, it's it's a start. Right. It's, you know, if it works and it's reliable, I think that's pretty good. It's what it's what Apple does better than almost anybody else, is that we will start with something where you obviously know that there'll be more things to add, and we'll slowly right. add them when we know yeah. that they work. Right. <laughs> like you know, like and it's like we'll just add this one thing, and then and, and you're always hungry for those things by the time they add them, almost always. You know, like you're always like it's. But the problem you get with a lot of other platforms is they go, now we're going to add forty other things that will confuse you and will only work some of the time. Right. And Apple's much better at at the let's just start slow and, and get it right. And you know this yeah. is historically kind of tricky to do. These are all objects. You can move yeah. them around. You can rotate them. You can insert images. Yeah. This is this is pretty good. You've got. 
Boy, I mean, this oh, is like Vizio. Look at this. Huge, no, it, it, huge so, clip art library. It's enormous. If you draw a circle and then hold your, hold your foot, will it build a circle for you? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Draw a circle. Let's put a pen. And then draw a circle and hold. And hold. Okay. No, but it has a circle. No, it doesn't do that. It has a circle shape. I'm embarrassed to say that I, I just was note notes. I suddenly realized that I could draw arrows and circles and squares by just simply drawing them. I started drawing wiring diagrams in notes yeah. with just the little. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. it There's some surprising a... features in free form too. You can do some like quick masking where if you drag a photo onto a shape, it'll like lock to the shape and I use it as a mask. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the 3d shapes are actually, you can take them apart and like pull pieces off of them. They're multi, multi-object objects like there's a lot going on in there are they um, using usdz inside of the no uh, I mentioned, if they're doing 3d objects are you do you have 3d objects that you can move around are there 3d objects well there? no they're they're like oh. uh perspective shapes but the individual oh, okay. so they're all 2d but they're drawn in a perspective but anything like that that's got multiple panes you can often drag the pieces right. of the shapes out Part. and and do, and color them differently just, and stuff like that lots of weird stuff going on I mean, and and again, it's 1.0, right? Like, yeah, yeah, a 3D object that you could rotate would be another thing that you could toss Mm -hmm. in there. Yeah. Down the road. This is great. It's got little sticky notes. Yeah. Like, I love that Apple's like, this is not, this is not like Apple's super complicated. We've reinvented the way the working works, right? Like, that's not it. It's like, (laughs) we've created a bunch of features, a lot of which we had before, some of which are new, tossed them in an infinite canvas. You can make as many as you want. You can share them with other people. They update in real time. And if you want to talk or video chat or text while you're working on it, it's all integrated using. I mean, I think that's where this came from is that literally they bought, they brought, um, they were building all of those uh, collaboration features and they, they hit a brick wall where they're like, oh, what are we going to use? Uh, it's like, well, we can use pages or we can use numbers. And you're like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. And, then, and they're like, I know, let's do a, let's take all of that stuff out of notes, the drawing tools and dump, dump a bunch of other stuff in and make, uh, a little sandbox. Ooh, look and, at all the fonts. And, and, yeah, it's 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 great to play with, and like I'm glad that they did it, and I hope they keep keep at it because it's fun. Yeah, it's not, again, not going to change the world, but uh, I th- yeah. I suspect it is going to provide that blank canvas that you know hopefully users will figure out like great uses for it. And then that'll help drive. And, and where again, it goes. people will put it, it. Probably has somewhere that you can add suggestions and so on and so forth. And, and you know, Apple. <laughs> It's funny. I have like used that f- send feedback to Apple for different apps and 99. And I sent a lot of them, by the way, <laughs> like a couple, like five or 10 a week <laughs> to the apps. Like, I really wish it did this. I really wish it did. This. And then once out of every 20 or 30, some team comes back to me and goes, can you send us a file? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, I, I hit something soft. Like they're thinking about that and they go. So the thing is, is that with this thing, though, they'll, they'll be, you know, you'll send feed, you'll find some way to send feedback and feedback and feedback. And Occasionally you'll, you'll, um, you know, I think that they, again, they allow it to be organic. They allow it to just kind of grow and we'll play with it and add features slowly. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people who haven't filed a radar who should file a radar. So instead of going to Twitter to complain, which is which is very very healing for the soul, but sometimes just file a radar. Say here's what here's what was happening. Here's what here's what I expected to happen. Here's what happened instead. Here's documentation. Yeah. It's fun. I'm playing with it. I can't stop. All right, uh, I've made a new uh, new album art for us. How about that? What do you think? There you go. <laughs> papyrus. 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 It's got a lot of fonts. This is, and look, you can have send it back and bring to front, I guess. I mean, 
I can add more notes. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'm done. Moving on. Um, Apple says now iMessage can alert you if state sponsored spies are eavesdropping. The new iOS and iCloud security initiative includes a new way for iMessage users. This is from uh, The Verge, Mitchell Clark, to verify that they're talking to the person they think they're talking to. Message contact key verification. That's cool. This is all part of the uh, new security update. You know, in, in some ways, while while Apple sued the NS, NSO group, I think that in many ways, NSO gave Apple cover to tighten, to, to suddenly start closing all these things mm. down because it became clear that, that a lot of people were being looked at, and especially people in the press. So, so they'll <laughs> tend to say nice things because they're like, hey, I don't want to be spied on either. And so here's a really so good that one. I don't know if you can see this at the very bottom. It says an unrecognized device may have been added to Jenny's account, mm. which is often the case with right. uh, with spying. Right. They're, they're not cracking into your uh, device. They're cracking into your Apple ID. Right. And right. then sitting there and, and either posing as you or listening to the conversation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as, uh, Mitchell says, well, it's not exactly clear whether iMessage contact key verification will be able to help you if your phone has been completely taken over by advanced spyware. Although Apple's recently introduced extreme lockdown mode will help people who are targeted by those sorts of things. It's definitely a step up for people look, looking to use iMessage. Is iMessage, for sensitive conversations, is iMessage end-to-end -end encrypted? Not yet. Yes, it is. End -end. Yes, it's only the it's only the back. It's always been end to end. It's only the backups that are not encrypted un unless you turn this on or don't do your iCloud. Backup. So if I've turned on advanced data protection, oh look, Jason just sent us a board. Yeah, a I did special <laughs> Mac Break Weekly board. You weren't supposed to look at it during the. But okay, it's fine. Yeah, we'll 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 report back on our on our Mac Break Weekly and then board. I can open it. I won't say anything, but that's cool. That's I won't open it. That's cool. And uh, and maybe it'll say, hey, somebody else is in this board now. <laughs> um, Apple is going to remove the gagging clauses from their contracts with employees from now on, letting them, for instance, go to HR. Uh, all, uh, any, all gagging clauses related to workplace harassment are, have been removed now. This is the right thing to do, obviously. This is after an independent counsel found instances in which Apple may have restricted employees from speaking out on sensitive issues related to discrimination and abuse. So they have they've they've walked the walk as well as talked the talk, and they're going to pull those clauses yeah. out, which is great. And and it also helped that shareholders were there. there was a shareholder uh, uh, movement to basically uh, make this sort of thing happen. Yeah, I mean the the way uh, the way that the company treats labor is how you know what the character of the company is, yeah. and so it's good yeah. to see at least little bits of progress. Uh, probably a little too late for Scarlett, but uh, true. Uh, better than you know what. In a way, she can say, "Share Scarlett, uh, who broke her non-disclosure, uh, to tell us what Apple had done, uh, and and has lost her job, I believe." But she's appealing it. Um, good for her because she 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 made a difference by doing that. She can she can claim victory. Uh, Tim Cook is praised. It's he's in he's in Japan right now, right? Visiting uh, visiting Sony. Praises Sony for quote, creating the world's leading camera sensor for the iPhone. I don't remember Apple being too forthright about that in the past. So, <laughs> so good on you, Apple. Good for you, Tim. You yeah. might as well admit it. We all know it. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, so, so that's that's what Sony's business is all about right now. Like that definitely that definitely makes them happy. Uh, to it it it's it, it, there might have been something <laughs> something along the lines of. Let's see. We could give this great new hot sensor technology to you, Apple, or we could give it to Samsung. Gosh, I don't know who. I just we just don't know who we want to give it to right now. If if only if only a company would be showing us the amount of love that they owe us <laughs> for the most critical part of their hardware system. Here's the picture that he sent to uh, Sony. <laughs> I mean to uh, to Samsung, saying, "See, see how much they love yeah. us." Uh, he tweeted, "I'm surprised. he's still tweeting. I didn't realize this. We've been partnering with Sony for over a decade." to create the world's leading camera sensors for iPhone. Thanks to Ken and everyone on the team for showing me around the cutting-edge facility in Kumamoto today. So that's nice. Tweeted that yesterday, last night. That's a good, good picture. Yep. Probably taken with a Sony camera. I'm thinking. <laughs> I would hope so. It would be funny if we were in Samsung. Yeah. Uh, Apple's iPhone 14 emergency SOS feature now live in France, Germany, Ireland, and the UK. I've already heard from people who have used it. Uh, with great effect. I've talked to a number of people. It's really exciting. It's really good. I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, all right, let's take one more break and then your picks of the week as we begin to wrap up this episode of Mac Break Weekly. Our show today brought to you by an app you really got to have on your phone. Love this app called Rocket Money. Now, you may know the app Truebill, and that's how I got first got to know this. I have been using Truebill for years. Uh, it's now Rocket Money, Rocket Board. They've improved it. They've enhanced it. It's still a great way to uh, to see, you know, where your finances are, to budget, know how your net worth is going. If you really want, know how your stocks are doing. You probably don't want. Uh, but here's the best thing about Rocket Money. And I love this thing. And it's worked for me for years. And I just love it. Subscriptions. Almost all of us are wasting money on subscriptions. 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. And worse, we kind of assume, Rocket Money did a survey, we kind of assume, oh, yeah, it's costing me about, oh, I don't know, $80 a month. I get about $80 a month in subscriptions. And then when people dig, it's more like 200 or more a month on subscriptions. Here's the real problem. A lot of those subscriptions are long forgotten. You're not taking advantage of them. Uh, you know, if you're doing it on the iPhone, it's easy to find the subscriptions through the Apple Store, but we have many, many other subscriptions. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, makes it easy to cancel them. Easy to find them and then cancel them. The Rocket Money app shows you all your subscriptions in one place. There's a recurring payment tab. And if for one thing, you'll find out if you have duplicates, like I'm paying this twice. I was doing that for one app, uh, you know, and uh, Day One Journal. I love Day One Journal, but I don't need to pay for it twice then cancels the subscriptions you don't want anymore. Let me say that again. Without leaving the app, you cancel the subscriptions you don't want anymore. That's awesome. All you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. This is the personal finance app everyone should have on their device. Rocket Money, I, I, you know, it's great because I was using Truebill for years, and it's always been valuable. Uh, it's how I cancel so many things that, uh, you know, i just forgotten about or... So every month I'll look at Truebill or now Rocket Money and I'll see what's there. And I, it's it's really a great discipline. Uh, and I was so pleased that the, the icon changed, the name changed. I went, oh, it's Rocket Money now because I've always loved rock, the Rocket folks. Get rid of useless subscriptions and do a lot more with Rocket Money right now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. It could save you hundreds a year. It literally saves me thousands. It Last year... I found something that was costing me a lot of money. Got rid of it. Rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions. 
Actually, I wish I'd had it. A couple of years ago, I quit a gym, stopped paying the monthly to the gym, but uh, they said, well, the training fee's separate. you got to write us a note to cancel that, and I didn't know it at the time. And for six months, I was paying for a trainer at a gym I don't have a membership to. Uh, I wish I'd had Rocket Money back then. It would have made it much easier. Uh, I never did get that money back. Rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. You've got money you're losing right now. It's kind of seeping out of your bank account. Stop the leaks. All right, time for the picks of the week. I will mention mine real quick just because we were talking about Lenza. And uh, there is, and Chris Chris Marquardt showed me this uh, on the uh, radio show on Sunday. There's another one that is actually a full stable, stable diffusion you can install on your iPhone. The iPhone is fast enough to, to do stable diffusion. It's called Draw Things. It's open source, so it's free. Draw.nnc.ai, or you can just search for Draw Things on your uh, on your uh, in the App Store. Here's the cool thing about it. If you can show my uh, screen, I'll show you real quickly. Um, that there's a picture I did of us as Mario, but. Uh, you can add your own model. So this is the settings. And if you've used Stable Diffusion, you'll recognize all of these settings straight out of Stable Diffusion. It comes with some generic models, but you can download a whole bunch more. Anime, Cyberpunk, 3D model, Dungeons and Diffusion, Tron Legacy, Open Journey, uh, Classic Animation, Modern Disney, Van Gogh Style, Elden Ring. Now, I should point out, I'm going to download Papercut. In order to do the paper cut, I'm going to download a 1.6 gig They're file. Big. Big. <laughs> yeah. They are giant. They're ginormous. Uh, these are checkpoint files. If you've used stable diffusion, diffusion, you know exactly what's going on. But that adds that capability. And it's not mutually exclusive. You can have more than one uh, checkpoint on there. So I have several right now, and you can even use them. Uh, it does the new stable diffusion 768 by 768, which is great. The only drawback to this compared to Lenza, Lenza, I did 200 images of me without any control at all. I didn't have to do any prompting or anything in about 20 minutes. This, it takes a few minutes just to do one image because it's doing it all on the iPhone. And it's going to kill your battery life, so don't do it unless you're plugged <laughs> in. But it works, and it's free. So if you've wanted to play with Stable Diffusion, uh, certainly there are ways to do it on the Mac now. Apple's even supported it specifically by uh, rewriting some of the PyTorch routines for um, uh, metal um, it, you can do it on a Mac you can do it on an iPhone and it's fun draw things Andy Anako, your pick of the week my pick is a really major update to one of my favorite writing apps called Ulysses that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, when you, uh, my, uh, my heavy duty writing app has always been an app we've talked about before called Scrivener because for me, it's very, very good at managing projects where I'm not just sitting down to bang out 800 words on X. It's uh, like I, all the, all my scripts and research for uh, what I talked about on WGBH or all the final writing notes, drafts and research I'm doing for a book all in one package and making it nice and nice and organized. Um, the only problem with Scrivener is that it doesn't have syncing, really. It has a workaround through Dropbox so that maybe you can sync between the iPad version and your Mac version. And even so, the iPad version is ambitious, but it's not quite the same thing. Ulysses has always been sort of like a flat file sort of text editor, but with impeccable user interface on the uh, on the Mac, uh, on the iPhone, and on the iPad. And also because it was just 
using folders of text files, impeccable syncing between the three. It wasn't as sophisticated as Scrivener, but it was Again, impeccable, and and uh, I don't know what device I'm going to be picking up to to edit this with, but I want to edit th- with this right now. Now, with Ulysses 29, which is being released this week, they've added pro- support for projects now, where you don't. It's not just folders full of stuff. You can actually define something as here is a project. It's called WGBH Show Notes, and now it mu- makes it much, much, much easier to to use these complex research and writing and, and creative projects and organize them within Ulysses and. You still get that wonderful uh, syncing process. You still get those wonderful uh, same experience across all apps, including including the iPhone. It has additional features uh, like that I like about Scrivener, where I can be writing thousands of words in a very simplified, distraction-free editor. But then when it's time to publish, I can say take these eight sections and compile them into a fancy-looking Word document, and we'll compile it into a fancy-looking Word document. You can set project deadlines. You can set uh, uh, goalposts, word counts grammar checking, all this sort of stuff. It really has now gone to the point where it really is a challenger for what Scrivener used to be kind of alone front and center at. And now I think I kind of have to start to see if Ulysses can do the same job as Scrivener did, because again, it's such a pain in the butt to, for all intents and purposes, I can only use Scrivener on my MacBook. I can't, syncing is just so cumbersome and so unreliable in my head that I just don't trust it. Whereas Ulysses I've been syncing for years and years and years. Uh, so, and it's a, it's one of those venerable old apps, a really good Mac uh, and Apple oriented uh, code house. And that's not expensive. It's, it's a subscription based uh, $40 a year or $6 a month. Uh, you can download it and try it out for free. Uh, and it's one of those apps I'm very, very happy to keep supporting because I want to look, this is, this is the payback for a subscription model. They can actually afford to keep developing it and keep expanding what it can do. Uh, like we were talking about earlier with Apple products, instead of putting everything into the first version and some of these features don't really work very well, it started out as a very, very simple distraction-free text editor. Uh, They added really good syncing. They added this, they added that. And now they're at a point where it can be competing with an app that I've been relying on for over 10 years now. So uh, Ulysses 29, go to Ulysses.app. You can can go through the app store or you can download it and sideload it, so to speak. So, So pick your allegiance that way. I, and actually, now that you mentioned that, I also want to mention uh, that uh, I got an email from Daniel Jalkut, who is the great uh, developer, Red Setter Software. We used to be at Apple, uh, does a number of apps we like a lot. He's just updated Mars Edit 5. So write your next nice. blog post in Ulysses, and now uh, yes. you can publish it in uh, Mars Markdown, Edit. Markdown styling in Mars Edit yeah. 5. Yeah, I love Daniel. You, I think it was He's you, awesome. Jason, who told me about Black Ink, his crossword puzzle. Uh, yeah. app which is absolutely the crossword puzzle app and i've used his fast scripts for a long time which put scripts in your menu bar and and so forth so he's doing good stuff thank you daniel daniel for um, sending me that yeah. note so we knew that mars at a five big update is now out and i have just yeah. finished the generation of a paper cut portrait of lisa <laughs> with, <laughs> with stable diffusion and i'm not sure i want to send her that but uh <laughs> paper cut lisa is done <laughs> Yeah, your uh, your pick of the week, uh, Alex Lindsay. <laughs> so to, to to continue with the AI, <laughs> more AI. Course, this hasn't this has only been out for a little while, so we'll talk about it. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it, but Chat GPT is pretty amazing. Oh and, my uh, it's god, it's both amazing yes. and frightening all at the same time. Um, I'd like to show you one of the um, one of the things that I experimented with is like it was raining the other day, and I just said, I want you. I, I said, make uh, what was it? Um, Give me a recipe for a rainy day soup. 
Oh. I think that's what I asked for. Wow. There it is. There it is. I made it. Oh, <laughs> yum. You made it. <laughs> I made it. It's nice really job, good. buddy. And here's the thing. What is it? A squash it, soup? It's like a chicken. It's like a chicken. It's some version of a, it, it, like chap, chat. GPT does. It's it's just some reasonably good version of something, you know. And um, yeah, I actually a, it, looked up uh, tomato soup, and it actually is my exact recipe. So, it it's it's it, it's getting these from somewhere. It's not making them well, up out of whole. Here's cloth. the thing: is is that if it is, but it's it's changing the words at least because I uh, I actually um, searched for all the terms, like the the different steps, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Oh, like I couldn't find a, a one to one. So it's not, it didn't yeah. find. Made, it something. made something. I don't know how it makes yeah, it up, but yeah. it, but it. And I admit, I add, I I tune the spices up a little bit because I was like, ah, you can like, by the way very low to me. I, I, um, uh, Micah told me this after you give it the soup recipe, you could say, how can I make that spicier or more festive? You oh. can actually add to the recipe. Have GPT do that. Add to yeah, the recipe. That, and what what's interesting about it is, and everybody should look at it right now because it's free. It won't be free forever. No. Um, so it's in a test. So you should you should play with it. It breaks all the time because too many people are using it. Um, it, it is, you need to understand what's coming. Like you just have to, as a user, like play no with kidding. it and understand like, you know, if you're talking about it or even thinking about it, you have to open this app and you have to look at the kind of responses that it's giving because uh, you know, I had we had, and on another list that I'm on. Someone said, "Well, I work in Maya. Maya is this really high end 3D software that that is used in film." And he said, "I asked it to write an exporter, a Python exporter, mm. to export 3D files out of Maya." Right. And he goes, and it wrote it, and it did. <laughs> like it wrote the code yep. to do that thing. You know, and and he had said I had to tweak it. So as an advanced programmer, I could see, oh, I got to change this one little thing. Um, I've been talking to other programmers and that's what's really interesting is they, they're finding that they're brainstorming with it. Like write me the code to do this thing in this language and it writes it and they go, Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Now they don't necessarily use the writing. Same way I use mid journey is I'll brainstorm in mid journey. Like, Oh, just do a logo like this or do an image like this. I won't use the images. It just gets me, gets me, it gets my juices flowing and thinking about something and, but their programmers are using this, but eventually it's going to be doing lots of low level programming. Um, and but I find it fascinating. Like you can say, write a, I asked it, I just asked it recently to write a haiku. Here's, this is what it, what it actually, um, what it actually looks like. Right. So this is, I'm doing this, a recipe generated by, by Alton Brown. Go ahead. You do the haiku. Write a haiku <laughs> about Mac break. It, it, it's not very good. This it? Been, Read it. Let's hear it. Mac break falls gently on the keyboard below it. Silent, <laughs> still and crisp. But it's, so it's it's a haiku though. Yeah, yeah. Haiku. No, it, it, but I I do I do ones like um uh write uh I like for some reason it does haikus really usually really well about um security. Let's see what it says here. So it'll take a little time and it'll go do 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 and sometimes it'll break and say oh I'm way too busy to do this. Um uh but it, what's it, it's very slow right now. Yeah. In the still of the night security guards watch and wait protection from harm. Anyway, it's just a funny I find it to be um Oh, fascinating, you know, and, and again, there's all kinds of problems, you know, like the, one of the things that we started talking about around programming is, oh, if it does all the low level programming that, and then the, you still need programmers to like look through the code. And the thing that came up with is if it does all the low level pro programming, how does anyone ever become an advanced programmer? <laughs> because you're cutting out all of the practice anymore because it'll just do it, you know, instead of having a, a junior programmer or an apprentice programmer write it. So there's, there, there are lots of, you know, structural issues that are going to arise. But I think that while it's free, 
Well, you can just kind of use it and try to find the time that it's actually working. Um, you should look at it because, uh, you know, this is going to be really interesting. And on the plus side of it is we're barreling towards a place where many people can create things from their imagination without yeah. the skill to generate it. You know, like they don't, I don't know how to draw. Like what I love about mid journeys, I'm not a great, I, I can create 3d objects and I can create great texture maps. I'm not necessarily a hand, a guy that can hand draw a lot of things, but I can ha- create things that I really enjoy looking at. And, and as it gets better and when I can say, well, give me a little bit more of this and give me a little bit more of that. Um, I think it's, you know, we're going to get to a point where we can, you know, put things into the world uh, that are coming directly from our mind to the, you know, to the ground, you know, and um, I think that that's a fascinating, it's a little scary, but also really empowering for a lot of people to be able to just show what they want to show, you know, in those areas. And I think that that's going to be really interesting. And, um, and I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel. That's just recipes that we just cook and talk about whether it works. <laughs> now, see this, now this, I, I have to, I have to, I have to interject here. You have an artificial intelligence and we're worried about AI taking over the world and getting rid of us. It's basically saying here, the AI is saying, cook this and eat it. And you're just going to so do that. That might not be a good idea. Well, I haven't asked it to like, it. I'd be more concerned if I said, you know, give me something that will blow up or something like that. That would be more frightening. And, and it does have some, some pretty good uh, rails, you know, unlike what you can ask it to do. It says, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Or I asked it, what would a James Bond villain be like in 1865? And it was like, well, James Bond wasn't alive in 1865. Oh, but smarter I'm sure, than you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that, yeah, it's because James Bond was, was, wasn't, was you know, the first book was in 1952. He wouldn't have been around in 1865. He, uh, he but, but I'm sure he, the, the villain would have been ruthless, very intelligent and, and really pushed James Bond to the, like it was, it was really interesting. Like <laughs> you, you can like, also get around it. There people have done jailbreaks. If you, you know, there's certain ways, techniques you can use to get around. It's, uh, it's yeah. guardrails. Very, it's been very interesting. It really is slow now. And, I, I, and they got the head of, uh, open AI, uh, said that the uh, the cost of running these servers was eye watering oh, yeah. eye wateringly high. So <laughs> well, do it now and, before they shut. It yeah, down. It, it's gonna get, it's gonna cost money, just like all these other ones have cost it. You know, begin to cost money, but but take advantage of it when you can. Like at the moment, this is gonna be. And, and again, Each one open of the AI that, prompt is about ten times the energy cost of a Google search. They said. There you go. Well, and and the the interesting thing is though is that one of the things I use it for now is when I'm trying to explain things. And on office hours, of course, we're doing Q and A all the time. I oftentimes find myself throwing it in like, how would because what it's really good at is concise and generally right on. And I'll look at it and I'll go, well, that's not how I would say it, but it, it go, oh, that's a, it's an interesting way to kind of make it short and explain what that is. So it's, it's something that I, um, again, as a, as kind of an assistant, it's working really well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take any of it and like put it into my term paper, but, but I, but, but if you want to research something, it's really interesting because it's way better than not, it's way worse and way better than Google. Like in Google, you're going to see lots of references to lots of things. If you just wanted to explain something for you to think about, um, especially if you want to define something, you're watching a TV show or listening to something, say, tell me what EOTF is and it'll, explain that it's electronic optical transfer function and how does that relate to gamma and it says well gamma's kind of connected to that somebody posted on uh reddit that chat gpt was the first to be able to explain in a way he could understand what a camera aperture and how it worked uh and they posted it It was a quite it was a very good technical explanation there is a problem though that uh it sounds very authoritative and occasionally wrong stuff will be in there 
Like well, you might have aluminum stuff. foil in your soup. And so you really <laughs> should, should be careful. Well, I, it's, it's a fun experiment to do. I felt like food was pretty safe, but, yeah, but you I know before yeah, I you do it. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't take medical advice from no. it, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, but I, but I do find, and, and there's lots of errors. Like I find lots of, but you know, the funny thing was, is I was, I, someone said, well, it's, it's going to be, it's the worst kind of thing because it's going to be authoritative. But anybody who knows anything about the subject will know that it's that it's off. And I was like, yeah, like everything I read in the newspaper, like anything right. I read in the newspaper of right. someone who talks about something I know, I'm like, that is not at all what it's like, you know, like, you know, or that's not at all what happened. And so I, I don't think it's any different than than someone who doesn't know what they're writing about, writing about it. What it ends up generating is basically it's like a, uh, a, a an essay from somebody who is BSing their way through their college paper. Right? Exactly. Like it's, it might be right, but it might be completely wrong, but it sounds right. Yeah. It sounds it's good. Like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like if, if I if I had to if I had to write an essay on uh, how crabs and lobsters evolved and I needed to do it in an hour, I would do amazingly frenetic web searches. And then I would just sort of, sort of try to assimilate what I've found in these web searches. And if I, and if the original web search, the, the article was wrong, I wouldn't get that. I might try, I might walk in, I might throw in a line about actually Lena and actually Leonardo da Vinci had a, had a very, very strong hand in the future direction of the lobster only because I dimly remember that one of the articles mentioned Leonardo da Vinci's like artwork later on that something was inspired by uh, the design of a crab. That's the way to understand it. It, 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 it mimics like so much of AI. It, it, it's because it's designed, it's because it's designed to, uh, uh, assimilate how humans speech speak and reassimilate it it allows us it, it hooks into our own mental software about what it's like when we're chatting with a real human being or when we are reading something that we knew a know a human being has created we're looking for logic we're looking for uh the point of we're trying we're inherently trying to understand the what is the point of view uh and the opinions of the person who's writing it and that can really short circuit our brains when it turns out that no there is no point of view there is no opinion here there is no well, it's, it's, it's just it's just basically making noises with with its mouth yeah it's 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 like with mid journey it can't mid journey can't do hands like it can almost right. never do hands because it doesn't it doesn't know what hands are and it, in the same sense it doesn't do text like it like i'll say give me a logo and it'll just go everything blah blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll and, it, and, and someone and my daughter asked like why does it do that and it's like because it doesn't know what the text is and it, it put a thing in there to do the thing you know that and looks it, like text but it's, <laughs> but it's not well, it's like but it's also like when you get it looks like a get, fact but it's not <laughs> but it's like when you get chinese you go or you go to japan and you'll see a bunch of letter american letters that just are fit together in a way that looks nice right you know on right. on, a, on a on a shirt right and they picked just because that that's a nice looking thing you know as opposed to that actually is readable you know yeah. and so it's, it's that's what it does so yeah. it's, it's what, yeah. anyway i i find it i went from not knowing what it was uh you know 10 days ago go to there's a window open on i have five windows here but, but there's a window open that has chat gpt and every time someone says something i'm like oh i wonder what chat i wonder what it would do with that the other thing that that where you get full circle is i put that i took that recipe and i posted it on this discord that i was on and someone grabbed the whole recipe and threw it into mid-journey <laughs> just grabbed just all text copied it in and it made a picture is very close to the picture I took of the finished <laughs> soup. I was like, whoa, okay. Now, so now I'm, now I've been asking chat GPT to describe something like describe this. And then I copy and paste that into, into mid journey and mid journey makes me a picture. It's really fun. This is it's what, uh, and scary. this is what, uh, uh, Verso did, uh, with text, uh, of a picture of me <laughs> and it looks like it's a movie poster, but, yeah. it, but 
but in what language, I don't know. And that's pretty, that's pretty typical. Jason Snell, your pick of the week. Uh, really quick, because I feel like I would have picked free four more Mars edit, but we already covered those. So it's a, I got the hat trick today. Oh, sorry. We took all your good um, stuff away. And I'm going to throw in Sports Alerts, which is actually an app I heard about from my friend John Gruber. Uh, if you are using live activities on iOS 16 or you have the Dynamic Island, Ooh. this is a free app. It's got an in-app purchase, but you can use a lot of it for free. Uh, it's got a lot of sporting Ooh. events. You kick off a sporting event. It displays as a live activity and keeps you up to date with the score. So if you've wondered uh, when is my favorite app going to support scores, you don't have to wait. In the meantime, maybe Sports Alerts will become your favorite app. I don't know. But that's the that's the killer feature is that it will uh, use that Live Activities you, API. Is that is it Mac scores. or iPad? Or iPad, what? Mac, or iPad, I, iPhone, and Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. So it's for your iPhone. Do you use it on the Mac? IOS 16. Is that the best way to use it, you think, on the Mac? Or you think the iPhone because of the no. Live Activities? Yeah, you got to use it on yeah. the iPhone. That's that, I, I mean, I've got lots of ways to find sports scores on my Mac, but the the what you want is it yeah on the uh, on the iPhone nice sports alerts yeah if you're if you're just like hey this is the whole premise of live activities is I can put a sports score on my lock yeah. screen yeah. now you can you get that <laughs> NBA score up there your World Cup score and this is nicely like. done it looks like it shows uh, it shows things like um, it'll show brackets and stuff I mean it's pretty good that looks pretty yeah, there's a lot going on in yeah. there I could find out like what are the Niners chances of clinching on Thursday that kind of thing very <laughs> exciting very exciting I'm gonna I'm getting it right now. I, I can. I, I wonder if it'll tell me what the Steelers' chances of clinching are right now. It's, I think it's, it's really work. easy, Alex. It's really easy for that one. One percent. Still one percent. Like we. The Eagles have already 1%. clinched. Why don't you Less just than shift, 1%. shift a little bit eastward, and you could, you know, you could be a fan. If of the, the Cardinals had won last night, it would have been two percent. Oh, those Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That was a tough game last night. Believe, Alex. Believe. <laughs> believe. <laughs> we're not used to it. We haven't had a losing season in like I know. 20 years. So I like, know. It's like, about I time. Know, I don't know how to operate. It's about time. Yeah. Sports alerts would like to send me notifications. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, this is cool. I can see all the week 15 games. That's really great. I like it. Thank you. All three of you. Great picks. We are, uh, we are on a roll here. Jason Snell. <laughs> He's uh, he's doing all the good stuff at sixcolors.com along with uh, Dan Morin. Yep. And uh, of course he and Dan and others do many many podcasts. Six, so many podcasts. So many, uh, the incomparable and so forth. Uh we always like to plug one. What's your podcast of the week this week? Uh let's have a laugh. Check out Robot or Not on the Incomparable, the incomparable.com/robot where John Syracuse and I we it's not just about the robots anymore. We talk about all sorts of stuff and what it means and what the definitions are and John has opinions and I sit there and listen and go mm, 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 that's very so interesting. Was the original concept like hot dog or not like we did we did a hundred episodes about whether something was a robot or not and yeah. then we, we've we've branched out since then to things like is a hot dog a sandwich and stuff like that they're all very short it's like every episode's like four minutes long uh every other week we drop one that's in funny there, and it's fun i wanted to, to do Silly. a podcast with Anti-podcast. micah podcast called uh hills to die on in which we would debate things like is a yep. hot dog a sandwich yeah. yeah, I try to be the conduit for John, but also prompt him because John Syracuse John Syracuse has many opinions, many about <laughs> anything you can think of. So it's a, it's a hilarious. I love it, and people write in and they're like, "I disagree," and it's like you're missing the point of the podcast. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, we're not listening. Nah, we're not. There's nah, no nah, feedback nah, except one time. Nah, so yeah, nah, nah. it's fun. Robot or not. On the incomparable.com. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Great to have you. Andy, when are you going to be on GBH next? 
I'm on a little bit early. I'm on this week, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, a little after one o'clock. Uh, it's, we're going to be talking about uh, chat GPT and whatever else we have time for after we finish talking about chat GPT. It's, it's going to be fun because actually one of the guest hosts this week is going to be uh, GBH's arts editor. And every t- it seems as though every time he's on, like there's a piece of news about generative AI. And we've had some of the best conversations about the nature of art uh, and the nature of these tools that allow lay people to take something out of their imagination and create something they can share with other people without having the technical skill uh, for creating art. So it, it, it'll, it'll be a good conversation. Go to uh, WGBHnews.org to stream it live or later, or you can go to uh, WGBH News' channel on YouTube to watch it and stream it live or later. Very good. Uh, and, of course, we know where we can find Alex Lindsay pretty much all the time. <laughs> Officehours.global. What's going on over there? Well, we just we talked about HDR this morning. Uh, we're talking about the new Sony FR7, which is going to be Ooh. huge for a lot of folks. This is the new PTZ that has a full-frame sensor. And a bunch of our members have already bought them. So there's going to be a bunch of people jumping on going, here's what it looks like. Oh. <laughs> here's what we think and everything else. So that's going to be Thursday. Uh, Friday, we're talking, uh, oddly enough, about chat G- GPT. <laughs> so everybody, that, that we're going to talk about how it relates to our industry. And so we're going to be talking about that there. Monday is our big day, though. Now, Monday is the thousandth day in a row, not missing a single day of doing office hours. Your 1,000th so, episode. Well, except yeah, that they don't row. do a sep- episode, so. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's a thousandth <laughs> That's time good. we've done it. Um, Congratulations. And we haven't missed a single day, not a Sunday, not a holiday, not nice. a anything day. And so we're, we call it the Kilo Show. We're calling it the Kilo Show. Kilo. So, um, so anyway, so we're going to do that. It may last longer than two hours. <laughs> like we're, I'm taking the day off. So, so anyway, so we're, um, <laughs> yeah, so fun. it should be, should be a lot this of fun. This coming so, Monday. Nice. Yeah, this, this Monday. So if you tune in to Office Hours, you'll see us talking about the, the last thousand shows and, and we'll have wow. little clips from stuff in there. So you worked the, you through know. Christmas and New Year's last year. You know, I, you know, cause I grew up in radio and everything else. I mean, I was to used it. to, yeah. when I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, and it's not like, because it's so early, at least for me, um, it is not a, um, it's not that big of a deal. I finish at nine, the rest of the family gets up, you know, and then I just go back and have Christmas, you know, so it's not like I'm, you know, there's not nothing happening before nine anyway, here in my house. And, uh, and for some people that aren't, you know, there, there's some people that just like to hang out, hang out no matter what. And there's some people that are spending Christmas without a bunch of people. And so it's kind of nice for them to have something somewhere to go. That's what we found with Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. It was not, it was a nice place to, for, for some folks to, you know, cause we've become a pretty big family. You know, it's a family of a couple thousand people with, with wow. a core of a couple That's hundred that, that all know each other. I think, I think I know folks in office hours now better than most people in the real world at this point. That's so so in, in the non-video world. So, um, we get so excited. We, I went to Pittsburgh the other, the, the other week and, and I, uh, immediately said, I'm in Pittsburgh and a couple of us started, you know, had, had dinner. So we're, we kind of re, reform in, in, in the real world. Now. And again, we send pictures to each other like, Hey, we actually saw them. This person actually exists. They're not an <laughs> avatar. So, um, so anyway, so a lot of fun. Wonderful to have all three of you. We couldn't do it without you. And it's your expertise that makes this show. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks to our producer, John Ashley. He also runs the things, the knobs, the buttons and the dials. And, uh, and who edits this show now? Is it Kevin? You, you're going to edit too. Wow. He says it all, man. He's the predator. The producer and editor of this show. Thank you for being here. You too make all the difference, especially our Club Twit members. Uh, just a little incentive, just a little nudge. 
This is tis the season to join Club Twit. Seven bucks a month. It's a buck less than a blue check on Twitter. What do you get? So much more. Ad-free versions of all of our shows and shows we don't put out anywhere else on the Twit Plus feed, like Micah Sargent's Hands on Mac, Hands on Windows with Paul Therod, Untitled Linux Show with Jonathan Bennett, The Giz Fizz, Stacy's Book Club. It's going to be Project Hail Mary next month. Uh, a great Discord where you can chat with other like-minded geeks about all sorts of stuff. And I should point out the 7 bucks a month supports also our IRC, our, our public uh, ventures like the IRC, the Mastodon instance at Twit Social, the forums at twit.community. All of that costs money, keeping the power on. Uh, and advertisers help, but unfortunately of late, they do not do it all. It's the club that really makes the difference. So if you're not a member yet, twit.tv slash club twit and uh, this would be a great holiday gift for somebody in your life a geek in your life we have a yearly membership that is just the right price for somebody you really like and uh, there's also corporate memberships which would be a nice gift for your staff on this holiday season and thank you in advance for your support uh, we do Mac Break Weekly every I just think Tuesday 11 a.m. Pacific <laughs> Two, come on Leo you only work three days a week 2 p.m. Pacific, I mean, three eleven 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that would be 1900 UTC at live.twit.tv. That's a live audio and video stream, so you can watch or listen, either one. While you're watching or listening, chat at irc.twit.tv or in the Club Twit Discord where there's always a wonderful, highly GIF-related chat. Oh, here's a picture of ChatGPT. I will destroy humans. I will. Uh, somebody's put in the Discord chat. It's also great to have Jason and other uh, hosts in there. Thank you, Jason, for participating in the uh, Discord. Uh, after the fact, you can get uh, versions of the show on our website, the ad-supported ones, uh, at twit.tv slash mbw. There's a full YouTube channel, so all the shows are there on video format. And, of course, the best thing to do, probably subscribe. That way you'll get it automatically every uh, Tuesday afternoon. The minute John Ashley finishes putting on the, the little the the you know the mascara and the and the lipstick, uh, you can get a <laughs> you can get a copy of it. Uh, thank you all for being here. We really appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week for the last show uh, of the year, and then our best of uh, on the twenty seventh. But for now, time to get back to work because break time is over. Bye bye. I'm Jason Howell. What do you get your favorite geek who already has everything? Well, I know just the thing. It's a Club Twit gift subscription, of course. Twit podcasts keep them informed and entertained with the most relevant tech news and podcasts available. And with a Club Twit subscription, they get even more. They get access to all of our podcasts ad-free, members-only Discord, exclusive outtakes, behind-the-scenes, and special content, and exclusive shows like Hands on Mac, Hands on Windows, and the Untitled Linux Show. You can purchase your geek's gift at twit.tv slash clubtwit, and they're going to thank you every day for it.